Hey, husband. Yes, wife. How do you fix a broken tuba? How do you fix a broken tuba? With a tuba glue. Wow. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Random's Thoughts. I'm husband, and that's wife, and we're on a speed run tonight because yes, we, we have are. a whole lot of ground to cover. Like, yes, a lot of ground. <laughs> so we unfortunately, due to real-life circumstances, missed some... There's a, there's a small gap in the recording. So yeah. uh, as a result, we are way behind the eight ball, wife. Yes, we are. Yeah, we... um. Yeah, we we have a lot of cards to talk about, and there's a lot of news to talk about, which we're going to talk about first. Yes. So, there's a few different news items, and this came out at the time of this recording, well, I don't want to say a while ago, but it feels like it's old already, and it's quite literally a week old. Yeah, it's it's only been a week, but I feel like there has been a lot going on in that last week. Absolutely. So... Here are the highlights for anybody who's been living under a rock or whatever your favorite expression of choice is. We're, we finally have firm or firmer dates for the release of the new set Uprising that we've been talking about and everybody else has been talking about and we're going to be continuing to talk about. First item is we're getting the physical release at the end of June, which is obviously a far cry from the initially intended release date, but... If you listen to any of the things Play Fusion has been saying, it's kind of, well, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that they had to do what they've been doing. So the second piece of this is we are actually going to be getting the digital release significantly earlier. It's actually supposed to be coming out in early May. Yeah, which is exciting because that's really soon. Yep. So we're actually not that far away from the potential digital release, and it's going to be fun to dive into all those cards. It's very unique that it's going to be releasing on the digital platform first as opposed to the physical. In a lot of other games, it often is the other sequence. I'm sure this is more a logistical thing than anything else. But it is mm-hmm. kind of cool because now you can, you know, you, I, I personally feel you have a lot more freedom in the digital realm to kind of do you know just mess around yeah you're not as tied down i feel like exactly i mean yes you still have to invest you still have to acquire the cards you well you can't really trade so it makes it a little more complex but at the same time you can just craft stuff it's you know it's not at the mercy of oh well does someone in my local play group happen to have the cards i want to trade for it's just yes okay well i'm not playing these anymore i'll crunch them down into stuff and then use the stuff to mold other card i want to try out which is kind of cool mm-hmm. so yeah. i think it's as i said unique i it's kind of take it or leave it, it right now it's, it's the way we've been playing we're primarily focusing on the digital side of things anyway so Hooray us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a, you know, I think a lot of the community right now is just chomping at the bit and get it's the instant gratification thing is also pretty nice. Exactly. So I, I think that's a positive thing. So we're going to be seeing that pretty soon, which probably informs why we are getting so many spoilers and so rapidly, you know, mm-hmm. cards are coming out in batches and that's why we're going to have at the back end of the show, 
a whole lot of things to cover. Yeah, we are. So a small tidbit that kind of snuck in the middle there is that there is not going to be a dedicated Rift Pack 2 or a core box. They actually got merged into the set. So if you notice, some of the spoilers had different total set numbers, as in quantity of cards. That's the reason why. So now mm-hmm. instead of initially being 130 cards, now it's 202. Uh, this is one that I personally am not a huge fan of, only because now, obviously, it's more difficult to acquire all the cards because now you're getting them out of random packs as opposed to what sounded like Rift Pack 2 in the core box would have just been you buy it and you get it, or at least, you know, because it's a smaller, they were hypothetically smaller sets, you just wouldn't have to acquire as much product in that case. Yeah, But it is what it is, and this you know, lumps everything together. So it, I guess, I'm sure there are, again, a lot of logistical factors that went into this decision, but there's going to also be, you know, less of an eyesore, I guess, where you have a gazillion products on the shelf that all come out at the same exact time or right around yeah. the same time. And that's also nice because it doesn't kind of overwhelm people as much in a way. Yeah, I think there is something to that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of those sort of arguments are, okay, well, a reasonable person will get past it, but sometimes any barrier, no matter how small, may as well be insurmountable because if someone's on the fence, you need yeah. to make every effort to get them into the pool. Yeah, you so, need to be able to go, and they fall over. Exactly. and then, But if you're putting even the smallest smallest barrier in between there it makes it easy for someone to just use it as an excuse so now it's just okay well here's the new set here's lots of new toys go get it you know that sort of thing um in addition to these we is swapping back to the digital side of things momentarily we're also going to be getting a new single player adventure which i'll be honest i'm not really sure what this is going to look like so according to the play fusion press release it's a brand new single player adventure that it's a massive, completely free story driven mode that will launch alongside the digital release. What it sounds like to me is, or what I'm picturing in my head, maybe this is totally off is something akin to Hearthstone's standalone solo expansions. I don't know if this is going to have anything to do with the old light seekers RPG. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea what to expect here. I don't know what to expect, but I'm kind of excited about it. Not that I don't love playing with like other people, but there have been times when it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm awake and I can't sleep. So, hey, let's play Lightseekers. And for some reason, it's always Tetra. Shout out to Tetra, who is <laughs> online. And I just play like six rounds against Tetra. That's all I do at three o'clock in the morning. But this does give you an alternative then. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. It, it, it's just another way for people to enjoy the game. Sometimes you want to sit down. You do want to play a game, but not necessarily be like, you know, I'm all up in there and I'm, I'm all about my competitive juices today. Maybe sometimes that's not your thing. And that's where these sort of things step in. I'm very curious whether this will impact any of the in-game card economy as far as, again, those crafting materials that you use to craft cards. Can you acquire stuff for that in this mode? I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. That would be interesting. I hope so. But yeah. I would imagine that if they do, it obviously, if you could grind it, that it would have to be either exceptionally diminishing returns or there's a cap to it or something like that. Cause otherwise you mm-hmm. inevitably will have someone 
doing bad things on that. Yeah. End. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see for additional details, but that is definitely sounds exciting. Another exciting thing, because there's actually a bunch of exciting things in here, and then one uh, that isn't on the list down at the bottom here. Um, I was just highlighting some of the major things, but we'll talk about the other one in a moment. So this one is draft mode, which is really exciting, and it sounds it sounds as though it is also taking a cue from other digital card games for how it's going to handle the draft. That is, you pick a hero... And then you draft your decks with random cards and then play people, as opposed to a physical draft where you all sit at a table, open up packs, and your choices at the draft directly influence the choices that your other opponents have at the table. So you pick a card, it's now mm-hmm. out of the draft pool. In yeah, this, it sounds like you don't influence the other players. Yeah, which is nice in a multitude of ways, one being timing. Um, well, that's the other thing is it's asynchronous. The draft who takes forever, mm-hmm. and then it goes longer, and then for yeah. So I'm actually I'm pretty excited for this type of drafting ability. And based on playing it in other games, if this is what I'm interpreting it as is accurate, I think it's a great way to help people ease into the game. You know, yeah, you, you walk into ranked, and you don't have to go very far for to see on any pick a social media network that you you prefer and if people are talking about light seekers inevitably there's somebody complaining about the latter now there's always going to be complaints it's just the way the world is but there is something to be said where okay well for the umpteenth thousandth time do you want to walk into abyss tentacles or this deck or that deck or that strategy or this strategy you know Draft mode forces you to interact with cards that you might not normally interact with. But I'm very yeah. curious, A, what is the card retention going to be? So if you normally when you draft in real life, the cards you open, you keep them. Usually mm-hmm. in digital games, that's not true. They're phantom cards. I'm curious if A, you'll keep the cards and B, again, how does this impact the card economy as far as crafting and those sort of things go? And C, when it says pick your hero, are these like super generic heroes or can you like pick any hero you want? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they're going to be more generic. But I, I'm yeah, very I feel curious. like it's going to have to be generic, but I'm, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting to see like there's a lot of stuff that that's happening all around the same time and we're going to have a lot to, to tackle. Oh, and by the way, the, we're going to have full Joy-Con support for the Switch. That's coming out along with these releases in early May. So I'm very curious how all of this is going to interplay. I know when it was announced on the Switch, a lot of people, are, us included, were very excited. So the expansion of the support is great. Like, There's a lot of cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Now one th- so excited. One thing that is... I don't want to make it sound negative because when I say that I have n- really no idea how to interpret this... I really mean that, and that's not me making a joke or trying to stir up discussion. I mean, discussion is great, and I'm not trying to say don't discuss it, but one of the things that's not on the news list down there, uh, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, Lightseekers is moving to a different distribution model. So they're going to be selling directly through Amazon, directly to players. Mm -hmm. Um, And... We were talking about this offline, and wife, feel free to 
bring up some of the same points or if you thought of new ones since last time we talked about it. I'll start the discussion with, I have no idea how to interpret this because to my knowledge, I have not played a game that has gone this route or anything even similar. Everything has always run through distributors and then to game stores. Now, that's not to say that we haven't bought games, including Lightseekers, off of Amazon before. But we... It's never been game company to Amazon as the primary distributor to players. Um, Yeah. Or this is actually... It could be they're setting up an Amazon store that's a play fusion store there so it's not you know if you go on amazon you order something sometimes it'll be whatever item that just happens to be in amazon's warehouse yeah but there are other auctions sales whatever that are direct from the seller and this sounds like it's going to fall into the latter category yeah i would imagine that that's the situation Mm -hmm. um i don't know i'm um I mean, it's it might be hard on game stores in general then yeah. uh, for this to continue kind of backing this game, which I hope yeah. I hope uh, PlayFusion and everybody can find a way to at least work with the game stores to keep the live game. Yeah, it's I'm alive. sure this wasn't a decision taken lightly that clearly that discussion has been had and then they elected to go this route anyway for reasons that they probably won't ever publicly disclose Um, yeah because that that's the sort of business decision that stays behind the curtain yeah i don't as i start out with i don't know how to interpret this only because i haven't seen it before i agree with what you're saying wife that if i was a store owner and we're making an assumption here that there won't be some kind of wholesale or bulk discount for a store to then stock it. Yeah. Because and if that's the case, then I think that's also great. Um, you know, it's also one thing that I ha- was thinking about mm-hmm. was that, you know, you're playing and um, you want to, oh, I want to grab a random box because I'm out at the store and I want to grab a random box and I've been playing all day, you know, whatever. Yeah, people impulse I I, buy that sort of thing all the time. Yeah. I I don't enjoy the delayed gratification of waiting two days to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully everything is prime shippable so it can come in a day or two. Right. Um, but that's mostly because I'm possibly the most impatient human being on the face of the planet. So That, that is true, wife. But <laughs> I, I, I have recognized it. I, I accept my failings. I think this is one of those things that until we get additional details about it, it's... I, not to be a broken record, but I have no idea how to, to acknowledge this. That, okay, fine, they're, they're self-distributing, but... Is there a discount for bulk or wholesale? Is there going to be any sort of incentive to get stores to continue running the organized play programs, to continue doing stuff? Right now, Delivery Crab has been running their third-party tournament circuit, and then obviously there are stores that will run PlayFusion events because it is always good to get the bodies in the store because Mm -hmm. for a lot of stores, the money – yes, you sell product – but the reality is, is that a lot of your money is made off of like selling sodas or candy or sleeves or other consumable items that 
people will impulse buy. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be you impulse buy a case of boxes. It's you impulse buy and there's, you know, if there's 50 people there and they impulse buy a bunch of sodas and stuff like that, that's how you keep the lights on kind of thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, you need to be selling product as well. But host to me, hosting an event, I don't think many stores would necessarily have a problem if you can provide the bodies. So if there are enough people there and they know they're going to sell, you know, everybody comes in and buys a pack of sleeves. Everybody comes in and buys a couple waters. Everybody comes in and buys whatever. They're fine with that. I don't think there's going to be a problem on that front. Obviously, stocking the physical product is where the question comes in. And I, we don't have any information outside of this press release right now. No. But we'll see what the future brings us. Yeah, it, it it's very interesting, especially given all of the other things that have been going on with the game. That I mean, maybe the, it's just time; like it had to happen. But there, the, there's a lot of information on here. It feels like it was kind of you know like slid right in there, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it is a a big change, or a potentially big change. Yeah. So we'll have to see how this shakes out. I'm I'm very curious, if nothing yes. else, to see how it turns out. Because, again, this is something new for me, and I've been playing card games for a long time. Yeah. I, I, so it now could potentially think... help people who, you know, don't live near a card store or mm-hmm. a game store. Um, because we are blessed on the East Coast to be really close to everybody at, like, a lot of different places. So people out in the Midwest and the Far West, and they have to travel two or three hours to get to the closest game store, could help them a lot too. So that could be positive. Yep. Yeah. There's no reason to look at it as a solely negative. It really is just a big question mark for me personally. Uh, And we'll we'll see what how time whether time shows that it's kind to this sort of change or it's not. So that's the or. Not the major news item, but all of the major news items, because as we yes. start out with, there's a lot. Yes. <laughs> Any Anything that you wanted to, to re-highlight from that list, wife? Nope, it's just we got to see what the future will bring, and we have some hints as to what the future is going to bring in another route. Sure, so let's dive into said future. So again, I want to preface this with we made every effort to try and make sure, and I'm going to try and call out uh, who the, the spoilers belong to. Play Fusion was kind enough, including us, so you can check out one of our previous shows where we previewed Tech Tuesday and a number of tech cards that are going to be in Uprising. There are a number of content creators that were given previews, and I want to make sure that we give them their due. If we incorrectly attributed it or missed attributing it to someone and instead said it was Play Fusion revealed, my apologies. It's nothing personal. (laughs) We just made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Feel free to correct us if that is the case. Yes. So, first set up, and we're not going in any particular order. This was Filthy Phil, and you can find him in a number of groups. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, and he revealed a number of astral cards for us. All right. So, the first one up is Anti-Gravity Bot. It's a gravity buff, as you'd imagine. It's a robot. Well, <laughs> it's a X2, X2 buff. Draw one card face up. If it's not gravity deal rotation damage to your target. So it's draw two, possibly deal four. 
which yeah. is, I don't know. It, it's unique to me that it has the family that it is outside of the usual ones. Robots don't typically show up in Astral. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're very rare outside of tech. In fact, I'm looking at the card database now. Pre uprising, there are literally none outside of tech. Yeah. So that's no. So this is a start. Yeah, that's definitely a start. Does the card set your world on fire, wife? Not really. It's. I mean, it does possibly four damage if it lives. I think the two cards. I mean, it's fine. I think the important thing to me is the card draw, not the damage. The damage is almost incidental, but the fact that it's in gravity, meaning that it is in the portion of astral that already gets resets, such as Yukona Archaeologist, Gravity Meddler, etc. In addition mm-hmm. to having access to the machine and robot resets, so we're specifically thinking of some of our favorite Kreebles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that allows it to do some things that maybe it wouldn't otherwise be able to. Um, trying to pull up the card right now from the database, it's Careless Mechanic, but he is a Kreeble. Uh, it's take one damage, mechanical, restart all your machine and robot buffs. So in this particular case, that means two extra cards if it keeps ticking. It means four extra damage if it keeps ticking. It's more going to be, I think, if you're looking for an extra buff in that theme, like, this is not the yeah. first one you're reaching for, but I think it's solid enough, possibly, to justify some deck slots, simply yeah, because I of the think... card draw. It replaces itself on the, the first rotation corner, which is nice. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it has potential to be playable. It could. I think, like what you said, if it's uh, f- to fill out a deck that's going right. on a theme i think there yeah the, given the the resurgence of and the the bolstering of the family cards there's the potential that this could be there will i could see this seeing play i could also see it being left in a lot of binders or boxes as the mm-hmm. case may be so th- this is one i'm going to wait on but i'm definitely going to keep an eye on it uh now our next one again from filthy phil is Lush Lost Explorer. It's a solar attack card, one damage. You draw one card face up. If it's a lunar, you heal for three. If it's gravity, you get an additional action. I assume most people are going to care about the action if they care. Yeah, I, I feel like most people are going to care about the action. Um, I do want to point out that this girl is obviously living my best life. Um, so that makes me excited. Um, is she? <laughs> And she's like kind of being an art, like it's kind of like Econ Archaeologist who's also living my best life. It's the two of them combined. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I like this. I think this card's solid enough that I could see play. Really? I think the I extra. I. I don't. Well, see a reason that you would ever play this over Gravity Slug or uh, what's the Anti Gravity Snail, not Gravity Slug. Yeah. Um, where that's two damage, draw a card face up. If it's not gravity, increase the damage by two. So you're dealing four. This is, it's deal a damage, get an action. So in the only place I see this showing up is in some kind of combo deck that's just going, I want all the actions and just constantly looping things. But it doesn't give you a unrestricted action. So it's chewing up your solar for the turn. Unless, you know, this of course you're superior. I don't know. I don't really like this thing. Uh, I mean, I 
I think I'm curious to see like what type of combos can come from it because that's kind of where I was going. Yeah, because I mean, the, with that extra mm. action, I think it gives a bit more playing room. So I think it, I think it's solid enough that it's going to see some play. Anytime, anytime where you see gain an extra action, you have to at least keep it at the back of your head because there's the potential that it'll be something. I'm not a huge fan of this one, but it's okay if you disagree, wife. <laughs> I do disagree. It gives me a card and an extra action. Who could ask for anything more? I mean, yeah, it does replace itself. I, eh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just. Maybe I'm just not seeing it, but I'm not super excited yet. Uh, so our next one is a combo defend. It's solar gravity and it's muddled star signs. This has a very uh, Doctor Strange feel to it. Yeah, it definitely does. So this is 7 damage to your target. If your last discarded card is a Kreeble, attack or defend, apply its effects. I really like this combo. Yeah, I think it's a pretty decent, especially with the um, amount of Kreebles that we've seen. Of course. Um, so with the amount of Kreebles, I think it's definitely going to see play quite a bit. It's only it only costs two. I think it's going to be good. Although to be fair, in my head I f was thinking Umbron Informant, and it's Kreebles because obviously Umbron Informant is an Umbron, not a Kreeble. Um, this is true. So that does dampen my excitement momentarily. But I think that this it's not unreasonable for this card to be a, a two cost ten plus damage combo. Um. Mm -hmm. And the question, the question obviously remains is, are there enough Kreebles that you are not feeling terrible about running? I'm not yeah. sure if we've seen enough actual astral Kreebles yet. Clearly, there, there's a number that you run across the different orders. Um, but I could easily see if there is an astral Kreeble deck, clearly you're running this. Like, yeah. Obviously, because you're it's just, oh, and by the way, my combo does these other things. Um, I don't know if there's... Because it specifically needs an attack or defend one, that limits it even further. But I, I think if at the end of the day, this is a 2 cost 12 damage combo, like, you're probably fine with that. And our, uh, yeah. our special co-host is there, if anybody's wondering. Yes, and I think she agrees with Dad that you're going to feel okay it, when this comes down. Yeah, th this seems like there's there's definitely potential to it, and that we'll, we'll probably... I mean, everybody... Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people I know I'm going to be trying a variety of Kreeble builds, so this will end up being in lists at least at the beginning. And I don't think yeah. it's going to be that hard. Again, even if it's only, only a 10 damage combo... Even if it's only a 10 damage combo, I think we're okay with that. Yeah, and I mean, only. 10 damage is pretty easy. So it's agree. a pretty good shot. So It's a pretty good one. Um, so moving from there, we have a rare buff, Nightglade Kennel. It's a lunar buff. It's a location. 3, 2, 1, clunky corners all around. When you draw a beast card, you may reveal it to corner 1, heal. Corner 2, deal damage. Corner 3, remove that many action buffs from your target. Uh, unless we start seeing Beast, Star, whatever, Calic, the guy that 
once per game you can shuffle your hand in, draw that many cards, that Astral Hero. Yeah. I think it's Kallik, right? I gotta look his name up. I, yeah, Star I Tamer Kallik. Yeah. So his ability is shuffle your hand back into your deck, draw that many cards. This can only be used once per game. So the intent there is you slam this, you activate the ability, shuffle your hand in, trigger all the corners at once. Um, that is okay. Like the the corner, the only yeah. corner I care about on this is the last one. Yeah, to be definitely. perfectly honest, like dealing two and healing three is kind of whatever, unless there's a way to boost it. Um, I'm not really like really excited about this one. Nor am I. Um, so I want to be because I love the beast cards, but I'm just not. It it feels like unless you're doing a star tamer thing where you get multiple corners in a single shot you're probably never getting to the corner that you care about. And obvious, granted, it's clunky, so you could just, you know, wait to activate it to some extent. Um, you know, you could Seleni to trigger two corners, and then it's just waiting there, you know, daring your opponent to walk into a buff removal. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd rather just run the standard Astral buff removal. I agree. Um. So yeah, any other thoughts about those four reveals, wife? Nope. That pretty much covered all of them, so we'll move on. All right, so our next one up are Joshua Torres, and I apologize if I'm not saying your name correctly, uh, but I'm very excited about the spoilers that you got. Yes. Uh, so these are Dread spoilers, and the first one up is Eternal Hunter, who is quite literally the big bad wolf. Yes. Uh, so this is um, what? a very big bad wolf. Yeah, you don't realize it's like, oh, well, there's a wolf. And then you look in the corner and you're like, oh, there's a little dude there. That wolf is like five stories tall. I like it. Um, it's a puppy. So Eternal Hunter is a death defend card. It's an undead card, which is important. You may search your deck for an Umbron card and draw it face up. If it's a dread card, you may play it without consuming an action. So... I really like this card. Yeah. Um, I play, you know, I was playing Spooky Scary Skeletons. <laughs> like, I want to play Undead because I try and do it in virtually every game that I play. Yes, you do. Um, now, the thing is, is that there's there's a correlation or connection between the Umbron and Necromancy, I guess. Um, so one of the cards that I'm really excited to use with Eternal Hunter is Umbron Necrolord, and that gives you essentially a free action every turn in an undead deck because at the beginning of your turn when it rotates you may move rotation valid undead buffs from your hand directly into play so eternal hunter means okay i'll go get it from my deck and put it right into play so think of it as a tantosian blacksmith for umbron necrolord because if you're playing undead you're playing it yeah and i i think this is a really strong card i agree with everything you just said and I was going to make the Tantosian Blacksmith reference, so oh, you already you? did that. So, See? you know, See? whatever. See, we've been living together long enough that we can we can do that. Way um, too long. So, of, but of note, there are a couple other, and I'm sure we'll get more Umbrons that are relevant. So, for example, Umbron Terror Guard. It, mm-hmm. it has two blank corners. It's a burn card, but you're immune to damage while you're 10 or less, and you draw a card when it expires. You may only want a singleton copy of it because clearly you don't... You know, they're useless until the end of the game. Yeah. But 
Oh, your Turtle opponent Hunter fixes that. Yeah, your opponent's setting you up to to get killed. Well, guess what? You can run three Eternal Hunters to primarily get your Necro Lords, but then when you need to go get the Terror Guard, yeah. or if there is a dedicated Dread Umbron deck that you know it's actually focused on the Umbron part of things, not the rest, you can play Umbron Sergeant and go get it, and then draw a bunch of cards. You know, it, because it not only tutors the card, it also plays it. Like It, it just gives you so many options. I'm really excited to play this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts on the Big Bad Wolf Wife? Nope. I just knew you were going to like it, and I agree. It's going to be a pretty strong card. This this card it, like actually like really excites me to play it. I really want to play it. So. I knew it would. And it's a, it is a rare, so it, it's going to be a little more difficult to acquire, but that's going to be one of my first goals. Yep. So the next one is Shady Recruiter, which is also another card that I'm pretty excited. Not as excited, but I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. So it's an Umbron card. Uh, so if you want to chain tutors for some reason, you could do it. Uh, it's a Shadow Defend. Move up to two Creeble cards from your deck to your hand. I like this card, but I'm not nearly as excited. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the exact way to put it. It's I'm excited about it. I'm not as excited as about the Big Bud Wolf. Yeah, I mean, and again, broken record time, dead horse pulverizing time, whatever you want prefer. Um, it's going to depend on what the Creeble cards are. What Are there Creeble cards that you really want to make sure that you see every single game? Because then this yeah. is effectively gives you extra copies of it. I don't like it as much because it doesn't immediately play it. We've already seen these sort of effects, for example, in Supply Carrier, which is not a Dread card. It's a Soul card, Nature, but it tutors for two item cards and puts them in your hand. Oh, and it also heals for two. Now, granted, that card has to line up against Tantosian Blacksmith, so it has a different set of you know, competing cards for the same slot, but right now, I'm not sure what the Dread Creeble deck looks like. Yeah. And I think, like, you, what you just said with competing, this is kind of an umbron competing with Creebles, almost, it feels like. so. Well, I mean, it's obviously intended to be, you know, it's the supplement to your Dread Creeble deck. Or maybe yeah. if you're a different Creeble deck that's splashing for Shadow, which is not an uncommon thing to do to splash into shadow. Um, mm-hmm. If you, if there are creebles that have abilities that you want to utilize, then you could splash into shadow for this and abyss tentacles and congratulations. There's your deck. Yeah. I think that this could see play, um, but I'm leaning towards that. It won't. Uh, I, I don't, and this is again, solely based off of, I was really excited by supply carrier and then it just turns out, there isn't a home for it right now. This doesn't yeah. have Tantosian Blacksmith hanging over it, so maybe that's enough. But I don't know. I I I see this a lot of people trying this and then it falling by the wayside unless there's a Creeble that goes, "Yep, you play me every game and you win." So yeah. I want extra copies of it. That's the only that's how I'd see it getting sleeved up. Yeah, I agree. Let's so, talk about this next one. So Skeletal Ward is a double death combo buff. So death, death. As this enters play, heal for six. Cancel the next combo attack against you. Why did you want to talk about this one, wife? Mostly because the artwork is so badass. Yeah, the artwork's pretty sweet. 
that's like i i know i talk about it a lot with this game but i really love the artwork in this card i think he looks really awesome like kind of like a mixture of a centurion mixed with viking mixed with awesomeness i actually i appreciate the artwork for sure um so it does bother me that no combos get family tags quite clearly this is an undead one Right. Uh, and obviously there are a number of others that are along the same same realm. But I understand why they're not. I'm sure we'll eventually get them, you know, sets from now. But it always feels weird that there's no little skeleton face in the corner on this or on the yeah. side of this. As an actual card, I guess I'm okay with this. It, it seems decent. Yeah. It's nothing you really want to write home again about. Um I really have a hard time seeing this actually getting played though, unless you were really out of options. Yeah, I I don't I honestly don't think it'll see play that much. I just honestly I would try to build a deck that would fit it in just because I like the artwork and oh, I'll yeah. probably end up having to cut it in the last like, you know the last round of cuts but yeah now that's that, mostly the reason i wanted to talk about it was how okay. much i like the artwork now th- that being said i mean if i don't know i i take i i'm even second guessing myself because i was going to say you know if combo attacks are a thing then you know you can just reach for this because it's it negates one of their attacks plus it's going to eat their combo attack but what's going to happen in reality is they're just going to buff remove it, it and yeah just okay yeah. And it was just a, a combo heal six, which is not exciting. So no, I guess at the end of the day, that guy's probably not going to make it. So those were the Joshua Torres uh, dread reveals. And I have to say, like, those are some pretty good reveals. Like overall, yeah. like, and it may just be because we're so excited about Eternal Hunter, but I think it, it made the other ones feel good too. Yeah, it did. So uh, the next set are actually multi-order ones that we got from Razor Greshu, who's one of the premier streamers. And I know he actually tonight is streaming with Delivery Crab or doing a podcast with Delivery Crab on his stream or whatever you want to call it um, at the time of this recording. So I'll have to check that out later. But uh, he had some very interesting reveals and we have a bunch of multi-order combos. Yes, we do. So the first one up is Midnight Bloom. It is Astral Nature. It's combo defend. Restart one of your buffs. Remove one buff from another hero and then gain two additional actions. And I think literally every one of the multi-order combos is playable. This one is no exception. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely playable. Um, Restarting a buff, we've already, we talked about last, or two recordings ago. I think that's going to be really strong in this set removing a buff from another hero is obviously always strong yep and then two freaking additional actions that's awesome two additional actions is awesome our co-host is very excited about it too she couldn't believe it that you got two actions uh it's actually so i don't know what the i mean clearly this gets run in farapang obviously well yeah um and i think it's very important there now outside of farapang i don't know what that deck looks like yet um yeah but if there is i mean it sounds silly if you spend more than a second thinking about it but clearly if you're running an astral nature deck you're including this like yeah you'd be i think you'd be hard pressed to justify not 
And there are scenarios where I could say, yes, you are in those factions, but don't run their multi-order combo because of reasons. Um, I think this one's going to make the cut every time. Yeah, it just I lets agree. you do too many things. I this one better make the cut. Every, like it also unless feels... something insane comes in like the next couple weeks. I think this mm. has to make the cut for but those. Kind of here's one thing I want to call about call out about the multi order combos this time around. So the previous green-yellow one was Night Hunt, which was deal two damage and then move some cards from their hand, like, remove some cards from their hand. Like, Mm -hmm. that didn't... The artwork made sense because it was, like, Spectral Wolves, and that kind of feels like Astral Nature, the artwork. But the card effect, to me, didn't scream Astral Nature. Mm -hmm. This does, because they both have restarting buff things, they both have singular buff removal in Reckless Spirit and whatever the the Astral card is called that I can never remember. Um, yeah, but I know what you're talking about. It bas- it removes one, but then if you have a Lunar on top, you can remove two. So basically, well, not basically, but it's not uncommon for it to be a singular buff removal. Uh, and then gaining additional actions is also, like, it just feels more green-yellow than the previous one to me. Yeah. Um. I expect to see this. I think it really justifies going into that multi-order. So the next one is Strike Slip, which I'm sure you're excited about, Wife. So this is a a Mountain Storm combo. It's a combo attack, 7 damage. While it's on top of your discard pile, reduce the cost of your combos by 2. So tell go ahead, tell everybody why you're excited. Well, first off, I'm super excited that he's surfing, but I mean, I'm I'm also going to be excited for Commodore. And my reduced combo deck um, idea. <laughs> it's happening! Is, it Dark is gift. happening! <laughs> um, and I'm is really it though? It's uh, happening. It, like, this may be one we disagree Don't. on. Because like, I... So, we've talked before about the, you know, having to have things on top and making it complicated to play them. So this is a combo... Is, Yes, it plays into the theme. So if you're going to tell me that it's one of X number of cards that all reduce your combos, okay, fine, I get that. It it adds redundancy. If you're telling me this is your combo reducing card, I'm going to look at you funny because you're relying on a one of and it's a combo in order to power your other combos and like, what world is that happening in? This is true, but I think I think it can... I. I have faith in my Commodore. I have faith in everybody that's going to help me reduce these combos. And come on, it's it's a surfing Mari. He's got to be awesome. I mean, I can, like I said, if if the reduce combo cost dot deck is a thing, and there's the potential that it is, this seems like a reasonable inclusion. Commodore, since it's not a, doesn't, he doesn't have a superior element. Maybe you're looking to splash things anyway to go get whatever. Uh, it, it probably wouldn't be unreasonable to, you know, there, there's plenty of mountain items to go find that are worthwhile. I just, again, I want to see it as another way to make it happen. But then now you're chewing up one of the combo slots that you were trying to reduce. It does seven damage. And yeah, it only costs two. Yeah, but it's only... And... I know we said the other one that was seven becomes ten, but it was good because it became double digits. Seven is fine, but I kind of want more out of a combo than just seven. 
I'm going to live in my happy place. And I'm also going to shout out to Play Fusion that if you wanted to get rid of like the print of this artwork, I would totally <laughs> take it. It does look uh, pretty cool, though that uh, that Creeble's having a bad day. Yeah, he is. But like, if you wanted, if like nobody, if that's just like sitting in the office somewhere, I'll take it. It's fine. So here's the question: What is that surfboard made out of? Because it looks like a slab of granite or something. Yes, it does. Which it does look like a slab of granite. You know, I will openly profess that I don't surf very often. I've made you go I'm, a couple times. I'm not sure how well a slab of granite would function as a surfboard. I'm not I mean, an expert. Somebody tell me. <laughs> I mean, probably not very well, but maybe, maybe in their land. It's I mean, a I thing. guess if you're a waterbender like the Mari that's on here. Yeah, it's it's a thing. It's fine. Just let it be. Okay. Um, <laughs> Any I other like words? For uh, it feels like the the card name should be Slip Strike as opposed to Strike Slip. Um, Does that feel weird to you? It feels weird to it, me. It didn't until you said it, and now maybe it's like one of those things where you when you say a word enough times, it doesn't seem like a word anymore. Yeah. And this this is like I've looked at it enough times that like something doesn't seem right. But anyway, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, wife, on uh, combo reduction dot deck? No, I I'm making it happen. It's no, going to well, happen. You're it's making be it the first thing I do. Making it has stop trying to make fetch happen. Okay, first off, <laughs> I love that movie, and I know you don't, but it'll happen. It's gonna happen. We will see, wife. There's plenty I of have time. The power. Do you? No. All, All right. right. Well, let's, we'll, go back let's talk to about warp. let's talk about the power of ghost warp. So, this is one that I actually like a lot. Uh, it mm -hmm. is a dread tech combo buff four three three rotation damage to your target. So when it comes out, it's already tagging them for four. When any yeah. of your cards are discarded by a card effect, deal rotation damage to your target. So all of you people out there that really can't stand mill decks, well, here's a potential answer. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're just going to remove it. So it, no, it's not really a great answer. But hypothetically, I'm more interested in how many of your own cards can you pitch to feed this thing. And just, like, right. go off. And there are a lot, like, we talked about two episodes ago. There are a lot of pitching effects right now. And I think this is this is going to be strong. Yeah, I expect it's going to be, again, potentially a redundant piece. Or maybe a combo piece where it's, okay, I'm going to build up this gigantic hand. And then just go, oh, well, I'll activate this ability that says discard as many cards as I want. And then just end the game on the spot. Right? Yeah. Um, I We'll have to see, because I'm sure PlayFusion thought of that scenario as well. Yes, but I'm in agreement with you that I think this could be nuts, and I'm excited to see if the nuts can happen. I think it's also just playable even outside of that, because it's a 10 damage combo. Uh, there are some potential options for restarts or things like that, and I think the artwork's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the artwork's pretty cool, but it's not a surfing Mari, so... Well, yeah, he's giving it. me, like, a very Lex Luthor vibe. I mean, yeah, but see, there's this, like, nice blank space of wall that would look great with a surfing Mari on it that I'm looking at right now. Oh, God, enough with the surfing Maris. So yeah. those are the three Razor Greshu reveals. We got Midnight Bloom, Strike Slip, and Ghost Warp. I really like all of them. Um, I think Midnight Bloom is probably my favorite, followed by Ghost Warp. Maybe those are pretty close. Um, 
they're both pretty strong. Um, and I think they fit in more than just one type of deck, aka my reduced combo cost dot deck. But. Yeah, there, there's definitely options for each of them, which is the encouraging thing. Yeah. So uh, moving from there, we have Bova's reveals, which I think, as I'm looking at this, may have been the oldest reveals at the time of this recording. Yeah, so these are our oldest ones from the time of this recording, because life got in the way there a little bit. Yep, just a little bit. So the first one up is Midnight Strike. It's another triple element combo, but it's triple lunar and a solar. It's 22212, which is a large number on that last corner. The first three corners are healing, and the last corner is damage. So this is like taking a page out of the tech book, uh, where it's irrelevant corners and then big number on the end yeah um i'll be honest i'm not really enthused by this one (coughs) no um yeah there's i i agree completely i think it's gonna get removed before you get to the corner 12 that's like a big investment yeah now i will say that there is the outside chance that due to the fact that reality rift exists you could discard this to any of the plethora of ways where it's just discard a card and then reality rift it right into play. But even then, you still got to wait four turns for it to do the relevant part. Yeah, I... To me, honestly, the biggest issue is going to be waiting for the relevancy to happen, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, it's just, I don't... Yes, there's probably some weird combo thing where you can, like, combo deck, not combo the card type to rotate it faster, but this just feels like a lot of effort for not enough. Yeah. So, moving from there, we have Vibrant Plume Tail. I almost said Violent Plume Tail, but... I mean, it could be a Violent Vibrant Plume Tail. Maybe. Uh, So, it's X2, X2. It's a buff, in case you couldn't tell. It's a beast buff. And it deals mm-hmm. rotation damage to your target. Increase this by two if your last discarded card is not Astral. I don't think I'm ever playing this card. No, I don't think so either. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's just there's not a whole lot to say. Squidgy agrees. Yes. Or is she upset that we didn't spend more time on the uh, this pseudo-peacock? Uh, I think she likes the yellow of the pseudo-peacock, but she'll get over it. Well, because we have more yellow cards to discuss. There's more yellow to come. So we have Dusk Snout Defender, a Kreeble for all you Kreeble fans out there. It's a Lunar Buff X-2-2. Rotation healing. If your last discarded card is solar, you deal rotation damage to your target. Otherwise, you take one damage. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. That's a... (laughs) Pretty good indicator of my emotions toward this card. He's got a really cool looking belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> like he's I'll got say a, that. he's got the creeple symbol for his belt buckle, and that's about that's what pretty we got cool. There. Um aside from that, like I just maybe there's a um so because it requires solar, um there's the potential this could be utilized to trigger all of those tech cards that care whether you've dealt damage to yourself. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. Yeah. I'm just not seeing it. So if somebody out there sees it, tell me, but I, I'm not seeing it right now. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. We'll move on from there. So 
the next one is is at least more entertaining visually. Um, yes, it is. Cree balloonist. So it's a clunky buff four four five six. So we got some big numbers. Creeble naturally. Attack ability, rotation damage. You draw one card face up. If that card is not gravity, remove this buff. So you're playing mono gravity. Yeah. I if you can get this off twice, this is really strong. Yeah, if you if if is a big word, but if you can make it happen twice, I think that's big. Well, I okay, so maybe really strong is a little extreme. I so deal four draw card is pretty good. Like yeah. that that's playable. But you had to sink an action into playing it and then an action into activating it. So you might have to get to the third corner before it's really like getting over the action economy hump. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously you have to clearly dance around the fact that it's you know, if it's not gravity, you're up a creek. Um yeah. that being said, I there might be quantity-wise enough gravity cards to basically be monogravity and make this a thing. I like, And especially with what we've seen um, even after this was initially released, there is a chance. Mm. I just... I think I might be stretching it a little bit, but I could see... I can see it happening. I yeah. just think it would be one of those things you really have to play with and fine-tune. I think I'm going to try it. I really do. Uh, I don't know if it's really going to be tier one competitive. I I doubt it will be. Uh, just yeah. because going mono gravity, you're limiting yourself so much. But it does introduce an interesting deck building constraint, as opposed to well, build with families or build towards this multi order or build towards this. It's no, you play this one element, and like that's your element. And it's important to note that gravity is the buff removal element, which is an important thing. I don't know much how much healing and damage reduction you get out of there probably yeah. not a whole lot i really wish that the uh the bomb in his hand just said acme on it though that would be cool but is is it sewn together is it a sewn together bomb because that seems like a really dangerous building technique well he's throwing he's in a war balloon <laughs> <laughs> i think I'm just saying. i think we probably need to question many things so here's my other question do you think his ears are tattooed? Or do you think that... Because I don't think we've seen a Kreeble where the, the tips of their ears are orange like that before. I... Ah... Uh, uh, no, we have. We have. Have we? Yeah. I'll and take your word on it. Later this, later this talk. Okay. I, I don't remember. Because I try and look for these things. I'm very curious if like these markings are indicative of a tribe, a country, a faction, or whatever, or are they, is it yeah, something almost. with like, you know, regional differences or is it, you know, a, like I said, a tattoo or is it, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm very curious about the lore aspect Did, or is it just almost. this guy burned his ears. So they, when Kreebles get burned, their ears, they turn orange. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're just a little crazy because pretty much all the Kreebles that I am now going back to look at have the orange tips. So you've just lost your mind a little bit. Yeah. I just must never have noticed it like, prior to this. Literally all of them. Okay. I'll take your word on it, wife. Narrator says no he won't. No no he won't, <laughs> but I'm I'm still right. The wife is always right. Is she though? 
just go to the next card. Anyway, so that, well, that's all the, the Bova reveals, wife. Yes, those mm-hmm. are all the Bova reveals. So Sorry uh, that it took us so long to get to them. So, yes, apologies out there. Shout out to, to Bova, the Bova clan. Um, so now we're into what I believe are all of the official Play Fusion Direct reveals. And again, as we started out with, if we misattributed or missed a shout out for someone, my apologies. Feel free to correct us. And uh, sorry about that if it happens. Yeah. So these are in no real particular order because since we were missing them for so long, we just wanted to make sure we got them all down. Yeah. Uh, so the first one up is Deep Sea Hunter Rack. He's 30 health, Storm Hero, Superior Water, Ability, discard one water card to move up to one aligned, unaligned action card from your deck to your hand. So he has a built-in tutor and fits the I'm throwing stuff away theme. I mm-hmm. like the potential for this guy. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. And... Other than... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, other than like the... I agree. I like the potential. He fits the theme, the newish theme of discarding your own cards to make other things happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what those other things are going to be. I think yet. he's a multi order hero. The reason I say yeah. that is you can just discard a water card and make sure you have Tantosian Blacksmith. Yeah. Um, he also. Um, you could go find Umbron Informants. You could go find. There, there's a, a decent number of unaligned cards that are worth going to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know if that's enough to build an entire deck around yet. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on Deep Sea Hunter Wife? Nope, you pretty much got all my thoughts on that so, one. Are those Rain's tentacles, or, or is it like kelp? They look like uh, tentacles was, to they're me. they tentacles. I didn't even think they were Reigns, I thought he was beating the crap out of some tentacled monster. I don't know, like the way the because the way the card arches where the um the elements are, it feels like he's riding a chariot or something. Oh, see, in my head, he's like we are the tentacled monster that he is fighting, and he's about to hit us with our own tentacle and do like the grade school. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? All right, we're moving on. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. We're done with that. <laughs> uh, so, flame hurler. It's a fire buff. It's a machine. X two two. When you play a fire card, deal rotation damage to your target. I feel like if there's going to be a fire deck, this probably wants to be in there. But yeah. I don't want to play fire cards for uh, the most part. Yeah. That seems like a pretty accurate summary and succinct summary of that card. Yep. I like if this exists, you'll like this deck exists, you'll probably play this. I just yeah. don't think this deck exists right now. And I'm not sure it's going to. It needs yeah. help. Uh fire's kind of been in the dumps. So yeah. moving from there, we have a wildly inappropriate creeble uh on Grubby Pool. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, you got to love the wildly inappropriate Kreeble. Well, of Go course on. you do. Uh, so it's a water buff. It's twos on four corners. It's a location buff. And, oh, all the twos are clunky. You have rotation healing when you play a Kreeble card. So hypothetically, you're healing for eight. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah. The, the artwork's probably the best part about this card. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not a fan of these, like, 
And you had mentioned it in, in relation to something completely different, wife, but the delayed gratification on these because obviously it wants to be played alongside something that increases it so that you're getting, you know, you're you're making up the fact that it takes turns to get the car, the the value out of it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see a reason to just to play this over def- a defend card that says heal six. Like that's yeah. a card you could play. Why would I? I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. The artwork's funny though. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, this one though, the artwork is wild, and I think it's much more playable. Uh, this is Gut Belt Shaman. So yes, it's he a is. poison buff. It's a Kreeble. Four corners, but they're all blind. The reason being is damage from your poison cards bypasses damage-reducing effects. When any of your cards are discarded by a card effect, restart this buff. Congratulations, Grimus. I'm pretty sure you're going to be Tier 1. Yes. I'm pretty sure the second this card came out, I got 95 texts in a row saying, Grimus, 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 Grimus. That was all I heard. Seriously, like, in... Grimus is probably a thing. He felt close before, and now there's just so much extra help. And importantly, maybe most importantly, this is a poison buff itself. So Grimus helps protect him. Yeah. So it's now your opponent really, really has to think about which of those buffs actually matter. Now, the when any of your cards are discarded by a card effect, obviously, again, there's a a theme with this set of self-discard, you can continually reset this. This is... This card seems crazy to me. Yeah, it does. Like, it seems really strong. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you were wrong. They don't all have orange ears. He has purple ears. You know why? Because he's a dread card. And because he's poisony. He's he's got boils all over his face. He does not count. What do you mean he doesn't count? He doesn't count. He has boils all over his face. He's quite clearly like knocking on heaven's look, look, door. Just like, just get them get my man some antibiotics. He's gonna be fine. Do they have antibiotics? <laughs> or maybe not life? antibiotics. It's probably a reaction to I would say poison, which yeah. <laughs> antibiotics probably aren't gonna do it. So get him some anti-venom or something. Yeah, like no, anyway. The antidote. Anyway. Get out of here. Go to the next card. Hired Saboteur. So we have an unaligned Kreeble. XX5. It's clearly a buff. At the end of your turn, deal rotation damage to your target. Remove any buffs that reduce this damage after they have reduced it. I don't really care about this card. Yeah. He's funny looking. That's about it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this artwork. It's, I think it's just that it's a, it's kind of, it seems almost like a different type of artwork. Yeah, it, there's definitely a, a humongous contrast. And that's always been the case with Lightseekers, where you have, you look at some of the actual cards, and it's like an impressive painting. And, it, you know, it, it very abstract, or, you know, you can get the whole astral, the galaxy, you know, the, those sort of yeah. astrological themes. And then you have stuff like this guy. (laughs) He looks like Looney Tunes, which is not bad because I love me some Looney Tunes. But it's definitely like you line the two cards up and you're like, wow, it's hard to tell sometimes they're from the same game. Uh, As a card, I I don't care. What about you? Nope. Yeah. No. 
just just don't care. Uh, yeah. Hive Flusher. That, that's a difficult that's name That's a hell to of a name. Yeah, so um, it's a water defend card. It's a Kreeble. Four healing, remove one insectoid buff from another hero. Right now, this card is awful. Yeah, it is. However... I could see Insectoids with some of the other previews maybe making a, a resurgence. It's still, you know, you're probably only ever going to sideboard this. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's like, you'd it, the Insectoid deck would have to be an aggro Insectoid deck that is based on buffs. Mm-hmm. Or an aggro deck that happens to run in specifically Insectoid buffs for you to want both of these parts, as opposed to just a better healing card or just a buff removal card that are more universal. So I don't anticipate we're going to see this. I also don't like this sort of card design where it's, it's so linear and a hate card where it just hates a specific thing as opposed to a specific strategy, which feels like it may be splitting hairs, but really it's not in the the game world. No, it's really not because you don't know who you're going to get paired up with round, you know, round one, round two. And it feels and... really bad that like, oh, well, my opponent decided to pack three high flushers main deck because they just get creeped out by creepy crawlies. I mean, that's a fair reason to do it, to be honest, because creepy yeah, crawly things are creepy. Yeah, yeah. And it is that time all the, all those uh, those multi-legged friends are coming out of the woodwork quite literally. Yeah. So, but anyway, now I'm like terrified looking around the room. It's fine. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't like this card as as a card, um, like playing it, and I also don't like the card design wise, personally. Yeah. And th- this so. isn't the first one. I'm not picking on this one, but there's there's a number where it's like, well, specifically destroy this kind of thing. Yeah, she's got the right idea. Not a fan. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, Jack of all trades. This is a double crystal combo buff. Four, three, one, one. Uh, corner one, you deal rotation damage to your target. Corner two, you heal. Corner three, you draw. Corner four, you gain that many additional actions. Great. If this ever goes off, it's still... I don't know. No. I don't like this. No, I don't either. I don't get what the colored stones are either right now. I I have an answer. But it goes back to our regular life of they're the they're the Power Ranger Energems. No, they're not. We're moving on. No, <laughs> no more Power Rangers. Enough of Power Rangers. I mean, the reality is, is those stones are. There's a Nature Stone. There's a Storm Stone. There's a Dread Stone. There's a Mountain Stone. Why there's only four? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess Tech doesn't. Astral doesn't count. get a stone. Yeah, or Tech. I don't know. Maybe that one is supposed to be Tech. I think um, the one in the end is supposed to be tech. But then, and is Astral the background? I mean, Astral doesn't get a stone because it's in the sky. Also, does he have different numbers of fingers on each of his hands? He only yes, has he two does. fingers on his left hand. Yeah. There's a story behind that, but we'll we'll save that for another time. Don't worry, we'll we'll talk about the story sometime. If we yeah. make it up or we'll hear about it, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. One day. So here's another funny artwork card. Uh, Kreeble Racer. So it's a explosive buff, 111, obviously a Kreeble. Increased damage done to other heroes by one. So tech doesn't get a whole lot of these, so that's notable. Rotate this one step backwards when you play an explosive card. Also pretty cool. 
When this buff expires, take two damage and remove the buff to its right. Who cares? You're playing this in an aggro deck. Yeah, you are. So here's the thing. You're our, our aggro expert, wife. Do yes. you want to waste deck slots on a card that doesn't actually do any damage itself? Not really. This um, feels like it, like it does so many things, and it feels like it's never going to expire. Like it just will never expire. No, you're yeah, always going to reset it. Ever expire? Like you should be playing it so it doesn't expire. But I. I would rather save save the deck space and just smash your face in for an automatic extra four. Well, you need to play a lot of cards. So if you're playing, say, a deal six card, mm -hmm. in order to make up, like, instead of playing a deal six, you're playing this, you need to play a lot more cards to just... To just get the six damage that you could have had. So, any other thoughts on Creeble Racer Wife? I think I like this card as a whole. I don't anticipate that it's going to show up in a lot of aggressive decks, although that may be where everybody thinks initially, because it does seem to lend itself to that. Obviously, explosives as an element falls into that category generally, but I think that aggressive decks are going to want a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely think that they're going to want a little bit more. But like you said, I think it might show up. I don't think it'll show up terribly frequently, but maybe. We'll have to see. I do like it in general. So I'm excited to try it out. Hopefully it'll find a home because I think this is the kind of card that encourages... I'm thinking of the right word. I don't want to say correct deck building, but it influences deck building in a a way that I like uh, mm -hmm. because it gives you an incentive as opposed to requiring, which, you know, that's a very fine line to walk. Um, plus it also, you know, the bad things about it don't happen when it's removed. It's when it expires. So if you're building your deck correctly and playing it properly, you should never get tagged with the negative part of it. Yeah. Um, and it also, again, does something unique that tech doesn't often have access to. And that's a, amplifying buff yes this is true so there's a, there's definitely a lot of positives about it it's just i don't know if it quite has the right power level i don't know we'll have to see i i agree with that so what's up next husband so next we have creeble reconstructor it's a mechanical attack of course a creeble it's burn two damage if your last discarded card is a robot buff move it back into play and i will be playing this a lot yeah um, Go ahead. You just love your robots. Well, it's not just I... that. Like, let's be real. This sort of effect is incredibly powerful. Yeah. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. it in a number of other cards. Yeah, moving anything to play into play like directly in this game is really powerful. So it's it's interesting that, and other games have done this where it's. And obviously I'm thinking of magic, but it, that's not the only one where there's an incredibly powerful card early on in the game's lifespan, right? And then later on, the designers kind of go, you know what, that's a cool effect, but clearly we can't have it with the way it was because it's ridiculous. Yeah. So then they release, we'll call them fixed versions of certain cards. So the one in this case that I'm thinking of is Geode Hatchling. Yeah. And Geode Hatchling 
any excuse I had to play Geode Hatchling, I use Geode Hatchling. So anytime I see this effect, and there's a beast version of this too that I constantly try and play around with, uh, I always want to try and make room for it. I would much rather if this was a defend. Uh, main reason being is I want to avoid those exterior defender effects, which we keep bringing up, but haven't actually seen a replacement for. But I'm sure there will be something. Um, this this effect is just potentially incredibly strong, and the fact that they've now narrowed it, Play Fusion has narrowed it to just robot buffs, means that they can get a little more wild, a little more crazy with some of the effects, because it's not, oh, well, we have to worry about the whole set of buffs. It's just the robot buffs that we have to worry about. Yeah. And of course, it's a Kreeble, I... so, you know, you get the potential chance for all those other Kreeble cards. Yeah, and I think Kreeble's robot, I'm, I am I kind of want to see a big, massive Kreeble robot now. We we did, wife. You know, I know. Did you already but... forget about Kreebot? No, I didn't forget about Kreebot, but I want bigger. You're damn right you didn't forget about Kreebot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no one forgets about the Kreebot. Anyway, uh, and also, like, do you like this card, wife? You you sound like you're not very excited by it. I I think it's fine. Um, I don't know. I I need to see more robots to get me even more excited. I mean, I get that. Couple, but, it just yeah. remember, there's also a number of cards that say discard a card intentionally. So it's not even necessarily a matter of oh, well, your robot was a buff. They happen to. B- pop your buffs in the wrong order so you can't activate this there are other ways to ensure that there's a robot buff on top of your discard pile yeah aside from just you know playing a million of them i expect to see this thing like i'm definitely playing it and i expect that it's going to show up a lot especially yeah if robots are a thing i think you're absolutely right with that i mean if robots are a thing more than anything right Uh, What about Krub the Collector? So he's our 29 health crystal superior hero. Draw one card when any of your crystal buffs are removed by another hero. So we've seen similar effects on other heroes previously. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, Um, they weren't that thrilling in other places. I mean, this is fine as a deterrent. It's like... eh. Yeah, I I don't think... He'll be seeing too too much play. So, um, I feel this yeah. is kind of a trap. I feel like because in trap for the person who wants to play it, because it's like, oh well, I'm deterring my opponent from playing any kind of buff removal. and then I or they have to either leave it and I get the buff effect, or they remove it and I get to replace it, which is fine. But it's you could also have a more relevant. Like, this helps you not lose as opposed to helping you win, which, yeah, again, is another and, fine line. Yeah, and I've definitely fallen into that trap before of this helps me not lose. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is, and then I'm realizing, I'm like, I'm not actually doing anything. Yeah, you're not advancing your board state. You're not advancing your game plan, which, again, they, this is not a bad effect. It's just... What are you giving up on your hero in order to get this effect? And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I'm not hugely excited to play Krub. Nor am I. I think he's 
fun, but like look wise. But other than that, that's all he's got going for him. So what do we have coming up next? So after that, we have something that I'm a little more excited to play. I'm actually kind of pretty interested in this card, and that's Leafweb Wanderer. So it's a insectoid nature buff, clunky corners 2-2. When you play an insectoid attack card, gain rotation healing and draw a card. So basically, if you play an insectoid attack, it's doing two extra and now it says draw a card on it. Which I think if you have an insectoid deck, that's going to be pretty strong personally. I and that's the biggest issue is I like the insectoid themes, but a they the reason I like them is because they're kind of all over the place, so it's kind of hard to not find one that you like. Yeah. The other part is is that they're as we said with other families, there just aren't that many insectoids, and of those insectoids, not a whole lot of them are fantastic. Yeah. So clearly, we'll be getting more. I think. I agree with you that if there is an insectoid deck, this is playable in that deck. But as far as actual insectoid attacks outside of Uprising, we're looking at a bunch of three and four damage things, some variable ones in Infected Wasp and Mantix Raider, where those are based on the number of buffs they have or based on, you know, you choose a card type and they reveal their hand and you deal damage. Um, Some of the other ones are based on how much health they have, whether they have a lot of cards in hand. The only consistent one is, well, not the only consistent one, because Chronomoth is consistent, but it does a whopping three, and you draw a card. So now it's deal five, draw two. Maybe that's fine, but I don't like cards that are only good when you have other cards to make them good. Like, they're not good enough in a vacuum. Yeah, I I think you could be right. Uh... Well, let me ask you this, wife. So Mantic Spitter is the one that I didn't mention, which is a poison card. It's just straight up five damage. Obviously, you'd rather have a deal six, but is this exciting you enough to play, like, purple-green aggro? I I think it's helping build the excitement to get me excited to play purple-green aggro. It's on the way there. Yeah, I just don't, they're, as much as I want to like this card, because this card, I think it's really cool, and I think it's pretty strong, it just doesn't have the support. I don't know if I want to play these other insectoid attack cards that probably are doing between three and five before this. Most Mm -hmm. of them three, some of them four. Um, Like I said before, it's just... Are you going to play cards that are only good when you see Leafweb Wanderer? And if that's the case, are you sure that's really what you want to be doing? Yeah. Um, If there are a lot more insectoids, by all means, I'm slamming this thing in the deck because I think this is good enough to play if there's stuff to support it or for it to support. So hopefully we'll see more things for it to support. Yep. Uh, Moving from there, we have Magnetic Smash, which is... As you'd imagine, a tech combo buff. Double mechanical, 3-3-3. Rotation damage to your target. If your enemy has more health than you, heal yourself for two. Um, I guess Ribrox wants this? Maybe? I guess? No, because... It, I guess this counts as immediate healing for Ribrox. 
The artwork is pretty cool. It reminds me of the uh, Triceratons from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I hadn't thought about it, but yes, yes, it does. Well, they have, you know, it's a Triceratop-looking yeah. <laughs> creature. They're orange. Yeah, I'm going to be disowned, <laughs> but I forgot about this Triceratons. So, anyway. That's because you're bad. Or it's because I'm younger than you. Anyway. That's because I can appreciate the finer things in life, wife. I didn't have cable for a very long time. Just let it go. Anyway. Does this guy have, like, ele- is he, like, baning it up? He's, like, has electrodes so. directly into his... I I'm pretty sure his, he does. Like, I'm, I'm almost positive that he so is So instead, instead of venom, it's just <laughs> straight up juicing with electricity? <laughs> pretty much. That's that what doesn't... I don't understand the the biology of this dude, but that doesn't sound good for anybody involved. No. Uh, no, it does not. Uh, but as far as the card goes, it's fine. If you want a yeah. double mechanical, I think this is a decent one. I don't think I'm going out of my way to go find this. Um, yeah. This is either getting used to pay for other things mm. or not getting used at all for me. You don't think you just, like, if you wanted a mechanical, well, the, most of your decks, you're not playing mechanical. You're going to be playing explosive no. anyway. Yeah. I think I could see this scene play, but again, you have to want a mechanical deck. Um, I don't know what that deck looks like. Maybe some of the location ones, because uh, I have some weird builds that might see this. I mean, Crumbling Tower, for example, is a location. Mm-hmm. In my location builds, maybe if they don't lean red and they're instead orange, I could go that route. This could also fit in the robot deck because a lot of those are naturally mechanical. And again, you want a mechanical buff. Here you are. Yeah. I I feel like this might be a sixth combo. You know, like it, it's going to end up getting cut. It'll start. Yeah, it's going to be right on the bubble. Because every. Time. I've mentioned it before, but the way I usually build decks is I'll come up with a deck that's like 80 cards, and then I'm just, you know, okay, well, I don't really need this. All right, this is redundant and blah, blah, blah. And then I whittle it down, and eventually I'll have, you know, seven combos, and this will be number six or seven, and then it might get cut. We'll see. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this one, wife? No, I think this will be my sixth or seventh combo, like you said. Mm. I It's fine. So, moving from there, we have something you might be more excited about. It's Mari Stormguard. Uh-huh. So, it's, it's a water buff, 3-3-3 three, 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 clunky corners. Unique. Reduce the first damage you receive per turn by rotation. When your enemy plays a buff, rotate this one step forward. I feel like this card is going into every Storm deck. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, yes, your opponent will eventually remove it. But it's going to require, and I guess the argument against it is, if your opponent's playing a buff deck, they're going to remove it by virtue of what they're doing, and they don't have to invest buff removal. To which I say, well, most of the time, I don't know if I care. A lot of the time yeah. when I'm playing damage reduction, it's, okay, they're gearing up for a big turn. And even a buff deck would be, okay, well, they've lined up a bunch of buffs that are going to smash me next turn. So I slam this. Granted, it only soaks the first three, but three is an important amount to soak. I don't know. I I expect that we're going to see this. Even if nothing else is your... If nothing else, it's your fourth bubble fish kind of thing. Yeah. And I... I... 
I kind of like it better than Bubblefish. I I don't know. You do have cause... to juggle a bit because if you order these incorrectly, you know, like this yeah. after the Bubblefish, it's not producing as much and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I think that this is playable. I, d- I definitely think this is playable. Plus, I like my Maris. And the thing is, so again, for your aggro builds, I think it's just a matter of you just need to squeak in a sufficient amount of damage reduction or healing. You don't need a whole lot. You just need enough to make sure that you get to the finish line before they do. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. that's a fair way to put it. I just need to trip it up just enough to get there ahead of you. Exactly. So I I think we could see some Mari Storm Guards in our future. More than a few. So I'm excited. Mo- moving from there, we have another cross-order combo. This is Multeration, which I just want to... So it's a mountain tech combo buff. Uh, and the first thing that comes to mind when I read the name was Molting, like, you know... It, like they're molting skin, of course <laughs> not, you did. not molten, That's... like which is the obvious thing. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why either, because this Volterra is the name of the place. What? Say that Volterra. Again? I said Volterra is the name of you know the uh, place. Sure. I don't it's know. That was that was the first anyway. thing that came to mind. It was just you know an aside. It really has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Uh, anyway. So, this combo buff is increased damage done to other heroes by one and reduced damage received from attacks by one. When any hero plays a combo, you may rotate one of your buffs to its final corner. This has a lot of really cool effects. Yeah. I don't know if red-orange is a thing. Uh, has that even... I can't even think of a red-orange deck up to this point. I couldn't think of one up to this point, but I started brainstorming one once I saw this card. So right now, the only red-orange hero that we have access to is Truestone, who unfortunately is fire superior, which is a big womp womp. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a really cool effect. It's really powerful uh, because it has the multiple effects. I'm less upset by the fact that the second set of text, so when any hero plays a combo, which obviously includes you, uh, and it's a may, so if, if it's bad timing, you don't have to use it. But mm-hmm. let's face it, we talked about it with some of the other combos. That's just probably not going to happen all that often, especially in these orders. It's not like Storm yeah. or something where it's, I recycle all my combos all the time. I think just the effect of... Increasing your damage and reducing theirs is almost worth it on its own. Yeah, I think that's pretty strong, and like at least it's decently strong. And then I think adding the rotating things to its to their final corner is a nice little little cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah, it feels like both are kind of a a point five kind of effect, mm-hmm. like a one point five. So when they put it together, it feels a lot better, but it's not. It, it feels as though the first half is good enough, but at the same time, that's not super exciting. So I think it needed the second, and maybe that's what they were talking about when they designed it, that it needed the second half of text to make it, oh, well, it's super cool because it does this thing, as opposed to yeah. the first one where it's like, there are plain action buffs that do that. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think all those are a fair assessment. I think this is worth playing. I don't know if I really want to play True Stone for it. I feel like it's going to have to find another owner. Yeah, possibly. Hopefully we, we see another owner yeah. sooner rather than later. So uh, our next one up, unless you have any other things to say about nope. Multiration Wife. Uh, nope, is that was pretty much it. Mossfoot Shimmer Rider. So, Which is so hard to say. Yes. Um, I also am very curious what he's riding because I guess it's called a shimmer. And it's some weird cross between some kind of dinosaur with like a chompy mouth with... It's like a dinosaur venomous with, plant almost. Well, I was going to say like a snail or something because of the I way mean, that maybe. the little antenna or whatever on the nose... Uh, for some reason, it reminds me of Audrey Two from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Sure. Uh, Maybe it's just the terrifyingness. Anyway, but. so the Shimmer, or Shimmer Rider, rather, is an X5 buff. It's a beast buff, or an animal buff, rather. Um, it's a Kreeble, not a beast. If your target has eight or more cards in their hand, they may move. They move, not may three cards from their hand to their deck. Otherwise, they take rotation damage. Uh, uh, sure, sure. Whatever. I, I don't yeah. care about this card at all. Yeah, me either. Um, I feel as the, like why... If you want either of the effects, why aren't you just getting either of the effects? Because what's probably going to happen with this is it's never going to do the part you want it to do. Yeah. Because your opponent could play around it. So you play this and they go... Oh, well, I don't want to take that damage. Draw some cards. Now, getting yeah. to eight may be difficult, but it, it depending on the matchup, it feels like it's always going to do the opposite thing that you want. Or, I mean... Or they just want to eat the damage and keep more, their cards. <laughs> or, like, they have, you know, eight cards in hand, you play this, and they go, okay, well, I'll just play a bunch of cards and not... Or it's going to be a Play big... down below eight. Or it's going to be a big who cares when they do yeah. it. Like, okay, I'll... I'll Because they you choose the, set, the three cards, so it's just okay. Yeah. Shuffle them back. I don't know. I don't like this thing. Yeah. I don't either. What's so next? we're going to move on. Uh, poisonous Mist. Although you were under the impression that we already went over this one, wife. I was under the impression that we already went over this so one. So we're going to skip this one. Apologies if we didn't. So uh, yes. moving on from there. Potion Master Mixie, which I love the name. Yeah, it's a pretty excellent name. It's like that that's a that's a good pun. I'll give him that. <laughs> they're 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 clever with that. I, you and your dad I, jokes. I see you. I see what you did there. Uh but anyway, so she's a twenty-eight health astral hero, no superior elements. When you play a Kreeble, reveal the top card of your deck. If the revealed card is solar, deal one to your target. If it's gravity, heal for one. If it's neither, you take one, then move it to the bottom of your deck. Quite clearly. You're going to build your deck into Solar and Gravity. Um, this one, I like it, but it... Okay, so I'm going to assume that you're going to have to play it as an aggressive deck. Yeah. Because um, the the doing the extra damage feels like it's more important. Um, I think you're right there. But, I don't know. The lack of having a superior element... I think here, normally I wouldn't care that much, but here it matters because, okay, well, if you have to grab Kreebles outside of Astral, or even just outside of Solar or Gravity, yeah, 
it doesn't matter that you're putting them on the bottom, but in now you're putting negative effects, plus you're going to want to lean into unaligned because you don't have a superior element. Yeah. I don't I... know. It, and you can't even like, oh, well, I'll splash other orders for their creebles. And then if you reveal them, you're just tagging yourself. for. I don't know. I'm not super yeah. excited about it. I'm not super excited. I think there could be something fun to do with it, but I don't think it's going to be anything overly competitive. I think if you're if you're playing this, it's going to have to be leaning into the solar part of it, and maybe there's something there, because you know what? When you play an aggro deck, sometimes you just go, I win. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I just throw a lot of damage at you, and I win. So Whoops, yeah. And getting the fact that she has an innate built-in damage buff. You know, we were just talking about uh, Creeble Racer not long ago, and there's whatever other buff that you're using to buff your damage well you don't need them anymore you just play her yeah which is cool i mean there's some restrictions but i get the feeling this is one that it's going to be a little too much effort pending more cards yeah any other any other less thoughts on that wife or do you disagree in any capacity do you see any way that this is going to be the defensive one with gravity no at least I don't think so right now, but maybe something insane will come up later, but I don't as of yet. Uh, this really feels like it wants to, if it's neither, take a damage and draw the card or something. Or, yeah. But if that were the case, it would be insane. Nuts. Yeah. Because you would just eat the damage and draw a billion cards. You just keep playing stuff. And yeah. clearly that can't be allowed. <laughs> like, that would be ridiculous. No. Yes, um, it would. It, but it just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on potion master nor am i so going from there we have pyroclastic blast it's our triple fire combo attack 10 damage you can, 10 damage you can remove up to two of your location buffs from play to increase this by two per buff removed so it's uh whatever that poison one is but with location buffs and i don't like this one because again it's fire and it's also triple fire it's Burst yep. of Venom is the other one I was thinking of. That's only double poison. It does do less damage, but it requires one less card, and it's also in what I think is a better element right now. Yep. I don't know. I'd, you got anything to uh, sell me on Pyroclastic Blast, wife? Nope. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. We're going to move on. We got a lot more cards to cover, so. Oh, dear Lord. Yes, we do. Uh, Reclamation. It's a combo defend. It is double nature. Uh, not nature, forest. I keep, th- I will never, like, I can't not see the tree as nature. Like, I just can't. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's remove all location and machine buffs from another hero. Heal yourself for three. Increase this by two for every buff that was removed. Is this card even playable? No. no. I, I don't, I mean... This, again, is something that I don't like, where it's, oh, well, my opponent randomly decided to play Reclamation. Guess I lose. Yeah. Like that. Or, I'm playing Reclamation main deck, and, oh, no locations or machines. Oh, well. The card is, it's only good in that matchup, and it's so, it feels like it's going to be so powerful in that matchup that it's going to feel awful. Like, I, I don't like these sort of cards. Maybe... In the grand scheme of things, it'll be fine. And by fine, I mean it's so bad nobody plays it. 
But then that's yeah. not good either. I don't know. I, I don't like the, these sort of I, things. I agree. So we're going to move on to Rile Up, which is a triple animal combo defend. Move up to two Creeble cards from your deck to your hand. Reveal up to four Creeble cards from your hand to damage your target equal to the number of cards revealed plus four. So you get to tutor for two Creebles, and then you can do up to eight. Um, I, I think it's okay. I kind of like this I, thing. I like, I kind of like it. It's the, I don't know, the triple cost of the same order just turns me off. Just like it has in literally ever, pretty much every other one of these where I'm like, oh, I kind of like this card. And I'm like, but it's three costs from the same element. Absolutely. I mean, obviously and it's the same it it's the same caveat that we've been saying with everything. Well, if there's some awesome Kreebles that you can play, and in this case, it would have to be nature, most likely animal, and then unaligned, because it's just going to be too hard to make sure that you do this other stuff. And we have seen some decent new Kreebles. So a while back, we talked about Mossfoot Beast Tamer, where it's rotate one of your beast buffs one step forward, then restart it. Yeah. That's also animal. So it's, I don't know. I'm not. I I I, like, I agree I with like you. It's the tough. Concept. I just think the paying for it is a little rough. Uh, any other? I like this thing. I really do. I. It seems like it's really cool. I feel like it needed to do eight plus the number of creeples. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Or like reveal as many creeples as you want. Because let's face it, how many are you gonna get? Like if you so that got, could be that could be nuts pretty quickly. Well, but let's think about it. So like, if you had, let's say, eight Kreebles in hand to make this twelve damage. Mm-hmm. Like, is that well? Let's say you had you'd have. If we're making up scenarios, you start with six. You tutor for two. You reveal them all. You deal twelve. That's a three cost triple animal. And you're forced into playing all Kreebles. Maybe this is a future-proofing thing where, you know, obviously we'll get future Kreebles and it's only going to grow in power. But it feels like it's a, it's a little bit on the low end of the curve. Yeah. That you're, you're investing a lot for not necessarily a humongous return. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. It's definitely on the low end, but it's not terrible, but it's definitely lower yeah i i feel like i want a little bit more maybe not reveal as many creebles or up to eight or something but you got to give me at least 10 damage for this i think yeah because you're only getting the tutor for two so that means that you've had to be banking two more which maybe won't be that difficult but i don't know it's also right. weird this is just one last thing the artwork this is another weird thing i think we mentioned this about a different card that so there's three Kreebles on there, but the numbers on the card text are two and four. So why aren't there two or four Kreebles in the art? Why, like, no one else would notice that but you. No, actually, no one... this is a thing. Like, this is, I'm not making a joke here. This is a thing in other games, too, where it's like they try to match up the art with the card text because it's a mental cue 
It's not I mean, like it's not the end of the world, true. but it, it's something that now that yes, I agree with you. Most people would not notice that, but now that I'm aware of that being the case in other places, I can't unsee it in other. Yeah, things. once it's one of those once it's been seen, it can't be unseen. So yeah, so right now it's like yeah. I constantly notice that, and I never would have noticed otherwise. Like even a few years ago, I would have just looked at cards and gone, "Oh, that's really cool artwork." Now it's like, well, why did they choose this artwork? And then yeah. Like, this is a cool, and I get that, like, it's a cool, Kreeble-related thing. The artwork makes sense for the card name. It costs three, so maybe that's where the three comes from. But all the card text doesn't matter. I don't know. It, it's There's a few things that feel off, or maybe it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to continue to try to not see it. But anyway, what's next? We're going to move on to Road 202. This is an Earth buff. It's a location, as you would imagine. It's a road. Defendability. Draw one card. Store up to two Kreeble cards from your hand under this card to a maximum of four. Attack ability. One damage. Increase this by three for each stored card. Move the stored cards to your hand. That is a lot of abilities. It may sound a little weird. Yeah. I think this card is pretty good. I think so. Um, I'm not personally a huge fan of the storing card abilities to be... So, let's... Since but... it, so, here's one thing that, that gets me excited about it. The fact that it's a defendability that draws a card... And I've been trying to make Mantix Weaver work for months, years now, Mm -hmm. I guess. However long it's been since Mantix Weaver was a thing. So for those unaware, I'm going to pull up Mantix Weaver so I can give you the exact text. It's a soul defend card. It's an insectoid, but that's not important right now. Two healing. Trigger all your defend abilities in play. Conditionally rotating buffs with defend abilities still rotate if applicable. So basically, you could have this... Mantix Weaver and this draws you a card. Same reason, one of the reasons that I like Dusklade Tome, although obviously that shows up in a lot of other decks. I think the fact that you could, so you you draw a card if you stick to that's. Sorry, I'm jumping back and forth. The Mantix Weaver thing is one part of why I like it. This is a draw engine for you, hypothetically. True. Um, now, by engine, I mean it, it. There are plenty of heroes that have ability draw a card but there aren't a whole lot that are red that have that so that's point one in its favor point two the attack ability if you have two cards under this so you draw a card stick two under there maybe you don't even have four that's not an insignificant amount of damage yeah um and then you're drawing those cards at the risk of your opponent just randomly popping it now, I'll be honest, I don't think I'm ever going to use the storage part unless there's some benefit to to doing that, unless I've already bled out what I believe to be most of their buff removal. Uh, yeah, and... Go ahead. There have been enough Kreebles that once they go away, they do enough stuff. So maybe maybe this is a thing. You're talking me into it. Well, I I honestly think that it's just... It's a location that has a draw ability on it, and maybe you literally don't care about anything after draw a card, period. (laughs) The rest of the text might as well not exist. Um, And maybe that's fine. Maybe there's no reason to play this, because you could just play Dusk Tome and Tantosian Blacksmith instead. 
I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, but you're talking me into it, so maybe maybe it's a thing. I think that's the way it would have to get played. I mean, the damage, like I said, is not insignificant, but you're talking about it's going to get spread across two turns. You're making yourself super vulnerable, and you're investing two actions into it. So if you break it down to what the cost or, or the, the result per action, I don't think you're getting enough value out of that. Mm-hmm. Unless you can, again, protect it somehow and then load it up with four Kreebles and just go, wham! You know? Yeah, which would be awesome. I don't think that's really going to happen. I, I think, no, well, but... I mean, it'll happen somewhere, but most of the time you're just going to feel bad. Yeah. So, any other thoughts before we move on to another cross-order wife? Nope, what's next? So, we got Rocky Regeneration. It's a, our Mountain Nature Combo Buff, 3-3. Three, three. Your other buffs can't be removed. Rotation healing. Deal two damage to your target. I think the most important part of this is the first line. Yeah. Uh, the second line is the second most important. And the last line no one cares about. Pretty much. Uh, I think we've all seen how strong Spectral Web is. Yeah. Like we, we're all probably well aware. Anybody who's listening to this has played against or with it. The difference is is that Spectral Web protected itself. Again, this feels like the Play Fusion team went through and said, maybe we need to... Maybe we should walk it back a little. Maybe, maybe there's something that might be a little, little, little too good. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, as such, yes, if you're playing red-green, you're probably playing this. Otherwise, I don't know... Yeah, I think if I don't know if this is a card you're going to go out of your way to play red green for, but if I mean, you already were planning on it, I mean, you might because you know they have to get rid of this before they can get to your other buffs. But again, if it's your combo that you're relying on to do that, unless you're playing an actual combination style deck where you're trying to assemble multiple things and then just win the game immediately, or you need yeah. to like play this to so you play out an important buff. Even then, it would be tough because you you have to expose whatever your combo pieces are. Well, maybe you don't. So you play this. If they don't remove it, then you play your combo pieces. And then there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Until uh, they remove this. Well, yes. But the, the intent would be that you slam this because there are two corners. They don't remove it. It rotates. You play your other pieces. They're all protected. It rotates out. You don't care. You just won. True. Um, I don't... I'm sure that there's an option for that. Again, we've seen a number of combo-centric decks in the past, and maybe this will be one of several pieces to protect them. Other than that, yeah, I don't see it run outside of if you're already playing red-green. Yeah. So we'll move from there to another combo buff, and this is our orange-blue one, our Storm Tech. It's Short Circuit. X4, rotation damage to your target, move up to two valid storm or tech action buffs from your deck into play. I both like this and dislike this. What don't you like about this, wife? This seems like all upside. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that it doesn't do it immediately, I guess, is what I don't like. Well, yes, but if we can't have everything, wife. True. Uh, no, I think this is a really strong card. I just, I wish it were immediate. In my head, there's like endless buff removal and nothing will ever work, but... Well, but that's the thing, is that 
clearly you're playing a buff-centric deck. Yeah. You can then, therefore, go force them. Like... True. You're going to be you playing other threats. Or you're forcing them to deal with this... And if you're a buff centric deck, and then clear the way for something else. Right. Later. And if you're a buff centric deck, you could just run this out there and your opponent has to respect it. Like yeah. they can't just let you Well, I take that back. So here's the thing. First point, the only orange blue hero we have right now is Little Blamo. Now, while you and I happen to own like, I don't know, like eighteen of nine thousand copies of Little Blamo. <laughs> like, we're not exaggerating. We opened all our boxes that we won from Nationals and we Every got like seriously, yeah. It was like, no joke, nine little blamos. It's like okay, it's someone did this on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was bad. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, so little blamo aside, uh, your opponent could just let this go off, and then if those buffs don't get immediate value, they just go okay, crystal leech him. Yeah. And then they go, lol, and then you go, wah, and then... And you feel super bad. Yeah, I... So I'm I'm kind of unselling myself on this. I'm refunding. yourself on that. I'm yeah. refunding it. Um, it seems really powerful, which is almost like it's so obviously powerful that maybe it's not. I'm starting to second yeah. guess. I don't know. I, I think this is a good, solid maybe. I mean, the effect is insane. Putting it oh, right yeah, into play. The effect is amazing. It's just the. Well, let's the put it this way. It if, that makes me nervous. Let me ask you this. If it said X4 rotation damage, gain two actions. Like, would you like that card? Um, probably not as much. You would like that less than this. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting torn and confused. Well, where I'm going uh, with this is it it basically is giving you two actions. This is true. But with technically four because you'd have to yeah. pay, draw two For of the them, drawing. play two of them. Um it's giving you a lot of actions. It's clearly going to depend on what the value of those uh those action buffs are. But you could even get something as simple as well, I'll go get a thunder slug and other yeah. important thing. Like I could see this actually being, I mean, probably a lot of people are going to focus on the the combination-centric portion of this, as in, you know, what two buffs can I drop right into play and, like, win the game on the spot? But I think it may be better as just a utility thing to be like, I'll go get Thunderslug and Emergency System. I mean, that's, I'm, like, 99.9% sure that Emergency System is rotating, um... But the point is, is that yeah, you could, um, yeah, emergency systems rotating. So you could get other defensive buff is what I'm saying. So clear yeah. out their threat that's a buff and then go get a defensive buff and call it a day. Or get like Thunderslug um, Bubblefish. But I, that doesn't sound super exciting. But then you can but, you can continue yeah. doing the rest of your game plan in the meantime. And you got them right out of your deck. As opposed to having to take resources out of your hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I still like this thing. Uh, maybe it's not as potentially absurd as I thought initially. But I think it's pretty good. I, th I think it's definitely decent. So we'll see what comes with it. 
I really want to see another orange blue uh, mythic hero, and then that'll yeah. really drive it. Because yeah. Little Blamo's combination of elements is just horrendous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we'll move on from Short Circuit, and we're going to talk about Spirit Barrage. Uh, so this is our Dread Nature combo buff. 2-2-2, two, 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 rotation damage your target. Your target discards one card from their hand. This, I think, is meaner than people might realize. Yeah. Like, forcing them to straight-up discard, not shovel back yeah. into their deck three cards from their hand if this goes all the way, is pretty disruptive. Yeah, especially if they don't have a decent draw engine going. Especially if they didn't have that many cards in hand, like... Maybe yeah, they even, have a combo and two cards to play for it. Right. Whoops. It, it You can really mess with your opponent or push them into mistakes because it's like, oh, well, I have to play these cards or I'm going to lose them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to put it out there that the face on the bottom right is going to give me nightmares for the rest of my life. Do, do they have, like, are those horns or are those trees growing out of their heads? I think it's a nice little combination of both. Sure. Um, I, I think this thing is pretty solid. Um, I like yeah. it a lot, especially because you're going to get the discard immediately. So if your opponent only has one card in hand, you can just, okay, take it. Mm -hmm. I guess the question will then become, what are we looking at as far as, uh, diff we've seen a bunch of effects that benefit when you discard cards. Or if your opponent yeah. makes you discard a card, a bad thing happens to them. Are those going to be playable? And then that'll drive whether this is playable. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Corrupt Wildlife is probably significantly better. But I like this card a lot. Yeah. It's also going to look pretty cool as a foil, I think. Yes, it will. So, uh, moving from there, we have Stormbringer. It's a lightning attack card. Burn two damage. If your last discarded card is a combo, move it to your hand. Normally, I don't like these, but combo recursion is very rare. Well, not very rare, but it's rare. It's rare right now. Uh, and it generally shows up in, well, Storm. And I don't think this is going to be difficult to engage. I don't think so either, especially in my infinite low-cost combo That's that actually that like I'm making. So... Here's the the real question for this card, wife. I mean, foil okay. aside, because we've been saying that out of a number of cards, I think this will look good. Is that smile on this guy creepy? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. That, that smile, it's... there's it's like Cheshire cat <laughs> levels of like Yeah. I, I think your teeth go back too far. <laughs> Just a little. Or you don't have enough cheek to cover the teeth. Like that's unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, like I do. His whole head will go up if he opens. Yeah, it's just like there's just a away. hinge right back here and just flops yeah. open. <laughs> that that's uncomfortable. Anyway, so uh, I do think this guy. I do actually like this card. Mm -hmm. It might as well. I mean, the two damage is fine, but yeah, no one cares about that part. <laughs> it's just getting the combo back, um, and I think that that's going to be very playable. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what about our Dread Astral combo buff wife, the Dreadful Hour? Which, that's a big bone That is dude. a big dude. Because again, there's an itty bitty person in the foreground. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a although, lot of itty bitty people. Although, real talk, 
aside from the skull, like, so block the skull with your finger or something for a second. Uh-huh. Tell me that's not the bad guy from Power Rangers. No, it totally is. I'm I don't know what his say. name is because I really don't like Power Rangers, but look at those hands and those are That's the bad guy from Power Rangers. It's, uh... I, do, oh, I don't God. care. I, don't I really know. don't like Power Rangers. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So the dreadful hour is fours all around on four corners. It's clunky buff. When you use an ability, if your last discarded card is dread, deal rotation damage to your target. Otherwise, if your last discarded card is astral, gain two additional actions. This thing seems redonkulous. Yeah, it does. Uh, yes, it does. There's already an existing mythic hero that is one of my favorites, Asavak. It's superior solar, superior death, gravity, and oh, and the hero has an ability on her. So it's just play this thing. If it lives, like you just slant your deck to whichever thing you really want to do. Yeah. Or, you know, just play around it. You know, like, oh, well, I need more damage. Okay, well, I'll play my death card or organize my buff so that this happens. And she lets you recur certain things. Obviously, yeah. it's getting played in her. I think it's actually because Dread is an ability-centric order. I think this will see play outside of her. Like, you're going to build a deck yeah. to pl- take advantage of Dreadful Hour. Yeah, I think so, too. Because you're going to be heavy in abilities anyway. Flashing for yellow for that for this card. Yeah, I mean the Asavok deck that I have built is not unlike the Sun Hunter deck, where it relies on resets. So you're mm-hmm. resetting a bunch of buffs, but you could do that in Dread Astral anyway. You know, you have to dance a little bit because then you're going to need to go get the items. But I think Dreadful Hours strong enough to justify it. I definitely agree. If you get to use this twice, especially two of the astral sides, I have a hard time believing you lose the game. Yeah. I mean, that's four additional actions. Yeah. Even if they're just, even if it's just, just draw two, it's activate ability, do thing, do my second action. Oh, and I'll draw two cards. Yeah. Now imagine this if you hit it in play and then like reality rift, put a bunch of buffs into play, get an extra action, activate an ability, get two more actions on your combo turn, do some other, like, this feels wild. Yeah, it does. This card feels really, really good. I do find, it's kind of cool that, is that on the other ones? Okay, yeah, so they do change the, um the arrows for the rotations match with the side of the, the card, the, 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 the order they are. On. So, yeah. like, there are yellow arrows on the astral part, but purple arrows on the dread part. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. a nice little attention to detail. Yep. So, uh, I like this thing. It sounds like you like it, wife. I definitely do. So, now we have, speaking of orange-blue heroes, Time Jumper Rylocks. He is... Lightning, mechanical, and superior time. When you play a lightning and a time card action in the same... or A lightning and a time card in the same turn, you may return one action buff on any hero to its owner's hand. This can only trigger once per turn. I can't imagine that you're... I mean, yes, you're going to bounce some opposing buffs. Oh, and he has 31 health for anybody that cares. No one cares about that part. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
you're going to be resetting your own buffs. Let's just face it. Like that. Yeah. That's probably the plan here. Yeah. I, I don't. Can't, go ahead. I can't think of. Um, I I can't think of any other major reason to do it. Now the the big issue is, of course, what are the buffs that you're going to be bouncing? Because those specific ones, again, one of my personal favorites, Crumbling Tower, Gear Crank Catapult, uh, Mantix Volter, Repair Bots, Unstable Scavengers. There's there's a few, not very many time ones, which is seems to always be the issue with these heroes that I immediately go, oh, that's really cool. Oh, he's superior time. Well, what, what the hell am I going to do with that? Yeah. Um, there are some time buffs that are probably worth utilizing, but I don't know if I'm very excited to invest this amount of effort just to bounce them. Yeah. Um, at least at this stage. That being said, it's also something other than little blammo. So <laughs> I'm willing to give him so a shot. It is something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him a try. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be the first mythic hero that I'm going to dive into, though. I I don't think so either, but I might dive into him more than I would Little Blamo. Well, yes. So yeah. <laughs> aside from Little Blamo comparisons, anything else you want to say about Drylock's wife? Nope. Pretty much covered it all. So we're going to move on to Tropical Clash. It's our nature storm combo attack. It's burn, It'll nine damage. What was that? I, it just looks so cool. Well, it looks like a storm. It looks, I know. I like storms. They're cool looking. Although there's something disorienting about this one, because you're clearly like looking up through the trees, but the, it feels like I'm looking down at it. I don't know. It's just it, like the way my brain is interpreting the image. Um, but anyway. your brain's messed up anyway. So it's burn, nine damage. If the recipient is holding more cards than you, you may move one combo card from your discard pile to your hand. And again, I feel like this is a, a pretty playable combo. Yeah, I think it's pretty playable. Getting combos back is great. Nine damage is decent. Nine damage is really um, good for really two. Good. Yeah. For two? That, for two I feel like that's amazing. good. Uh, yeah, I like this card. I expect to see this. It To me, obviously Thundervine plays this. Thundervine I've been playing as an aggro deck. I think it would be very happy to have this, this combo, even if it just was nine damage, let yeah. alone the other part. But I also feel that it would be worth... Again, in all of these decks that want to recycle combos or what you keep alluding to with that reduced cost combo build, this is something that goes in there pretty easily. Yeah. And I think it's worth exploring splashing either nature or storm respectively into your deck in order to gain access to this. I, yeah. I I would splash for it. I would play hero for it. I, I really like this card. Yeah, I think... Tropical Clash is, is definitely going to make an appearance. So from there, we have Vibrant Glare. It's another combo buff, but this one is double solar. As this enters play, deal four to your target. When you draw a card, deal one to your target. This can't be increased by effects. I think this thing's okay. fine. Yeah. Like in a good way. I, I think it's solid. Um, yeah, I think it's solid. I so think you're, it's good enough. You're immediately dealing five because you're going to deal four, then you're going to draw for your combo and poke them for one. Yeah. That's not great. But you can set it up so that, say, um, their astronomer, for example, it'll draw four 
and then deal four. And it's yeah. individual ones, I think. I guess we'd have to check That's on what... that. Whether so the draw from astronomer that says draw four cards, is it your is it draw deal one, draw deal one, draw deal, or is it all considered one draw? So you deal one packet of damage. I the way I'm reading it, it seems like it would be draw deal one, draw deal one, draw deal one. Well, and it, if that's the case, I think this card's super strong and well, definitely. It, it depends on how the game interprets the word draw. Um, yeah. So it could just be, well, it says draw and then a number. So you're only doing one draw action. It just so happens that four cards are part of that action. As opposed to it sees each card drawn as a draw. Um, yeah. And I've played different games that handled it different ways, so I could see it either way. This um, is true. Even if it's splitting it up, it's not incredibly exciting because the best case scenario, I think, is you play this, Astronomer's going to go off next turn, they don't remove them, you draw four, and you've dealt eight. Okay, that's good. Beyond yeah. that, I don't know, like, Okay, then you do nothing, let's say. You draw two more cards, and now you've dealt ten. That feels like a good two-cost, like a really solid two-cost combo. But what are the odds that they, A, don't remove any of those, and B, what about your other draw effects? Like, what else are you doing besides Astronomer? Yes, there are other ones, but how many of them are you playing? And I think you really need to get to double digits to justify this one. Or I mean, we were just yeah. talking about the last combo attack that it deals nine and that's fine, but it also is nine and has a really strong effect. This, you need to draw five more cards and you get no extra effect essentially. Yeah. Like if they remove it at that point or deal with it, I'm kind of walking back on what I'm excited about this. I think it's solid enough. I don't know if it's going to like make every deck but I could see it making an appearance every once in a while. It's an okay double solar. Um, yeah. I could definitely see this being, as compared to we were talking earlier, the 6th or 7th combo. This is like the, the ninth or 10th combo. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to see. Maybe there, if there's enough draw effects, obviously, maybe this is a, a kill condition. So, moving from there, we have Water Spout. It's a double water combo attack, five damage, heal yourself for two, and draw a card. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. I got... Whatever. That's... Yeah, that pretty much... Okay. I don't... Like... I don't know what deck wants this that wouldn't rather play, say, Murky Waters. Oh, yeah. Uh... And Murky Waters is still going to be legal, so we're just going to move on because I don't really yep. have anything else to add. Uh, so, Winds of Plague. This is the Dread Storm combo buff, and it's replacing one... Chilling Touch was one of my favorite cards, so this one better be good. Uh -huh. uh, it's XX9? Yes. I have to turn my head because it's like... I, you know, it's disorienting. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it anyway. So we're going to say it's nine. Rotation healing, your enemy may discard one attack card to reduce this by four. Rotation damage, your target. Your target may discard one defend card to reduce this by four. I'm not super enthused by this. I am not either. I mean, the disruption's fine. You could... 
the problem is is that your opponent can just if it was switched and i know why it's not so if it required a defend card to reduce the attack damage and an attack card to reduce the damage to your opponent or excuse me it required a defend card to reduce the healing and an attack card to reduce the damage it would feel a lot better because obviously control decks aren't running that many attacks and aggro decks are not running that many defends i know why it's not because then that would be a ridiculous swing against Mm -hmm. the deck that it had to be but at the same time i don't know deal uh, yes you'll deal nine heal five against certain things assuming that it lives that long so they they have two turns to just pop it yeah they have two turns or draw the cards and yeah i i'm not that enthused by it and against a control deck i think this doesn't almost nothing yeah because it's like oh deal four and make them discard a card well congratulations who cares yeah um or they could just eat it. I, I don't know. You really, I don't know. I, I'm just not very excited by it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm going to go out there and say that I don't think I'm going to. I mean, yes, if you're playing, if you're playing Dread Storm, you'll probably include it. Like, let's face yeah. it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably going to utilize it. But even then, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not going out of my way for this card. Yeah. So, Coming back around, uh, Anchored Soul. So this is a soul buff, four corners, all blank. Undead buff. The buff to the left of this one can't be removed. If you get attacked, restart this buff. So again, we'll call it a fixed spectral web. Yeah. I kind of like this thing. Uh, I do appreciate... One of my favorite things about Lightseekers is trying to properly map your turns and your actions and i think that's where the game intended to be despite Mm -hmm. a lot of the decks that we've seen perform well at a high competitive level and the fact that this is forcing you to like okay well i have to sequence the plays so that i have the important thing next to this um and clearly it's going to have to be removed first because if they're playing any other you know, they're not removing the important thing, so they're going to have to crystal leech this and then get at it. Yeah. And I would imagine that's the play that's going to happen because any aggressive deck will never be able to win if they just let this rotate out. Like, mm-hmm. they'll just lose if they give you four turns. Basically, it doesn't matter what you're playing. Yeah. Uh, that being said, since it only protects a single buff, like, that that's i don't know but it can be a single buff that matters quite a bit but well of course but yeah i think this is gonna stay i don't so here's my one of my other problems with it is that it i think that buff has to be a non-rotating buff or at the very least a clunky one or it better Mm -hmm. be a damn important rotating one because what happens to this when again the sequencing being important Eventually, it's going to make its way all the way to the left. There will be nothing to the left of it. Yeah. Like, and then, then okay, the, card, the card's dead. So it's not like you're playing Stump Drift Shaman and then this and say, Oh, I'm protecting my healing. Well, great. Okay? Like, yeah. Is that it? 
<laughs> like, okay, I'll just kill you through it kind of thing. Um, True. So that's why I think it has to be a non-rotating buff. I'm not sure what that buff is. Uh, I'm sure there is one, but sure I couldn't tell is. you what it is right now. Yeah. Um, it's something to keep in mind just because the ability is so powerful, but yes. yeah. So beyond Anchored Soul, we have Bramble War, bleh, Bramble Warden Beam. It's a name I, there. Yes, it is. Uh, the Bramble Warden is a superior soul nature hero. 30 health, ability, discard a Creeble card to draw two cards. I think this guy's pretty good. We've obviously yeah. seen a number of things that want you or encourage discard. I'm sure we'll get more. Obviously, yeah. it's the green Creeble things. It, it's unfortunate that he's not animal superior because you clearly want to... You're going to be playing the Creebles. You want to play that thing from earlier where it's triple animal and then you get more Creebles. But yeah. it's triple animal on Rile Up. So, but your soul superior, maybe all yeah. of the, I don't know. It, I get it. I'm sure this was a conscious decision, but because of the dissonance between those, it, it feels tough. It's like, quite, yeah. it's kind of like how I felt with the insectoid heroes with the last set where it's, Okay, well, you want to play Insectoids with because of the powers on these cards, but you'd rather, if you're going to play Insectoids, you'd almost rather play it in the other heroes because the other heroes are just better. Or they yeah. hit the the element, superior element that you need. Soul is a good superior element in nature. The problem is, is like if the all the Creeble support in nature is going to be animal, well, then that makes it really weird when your hero's superior true. soul. It's just clunky. And not in a buff way. Yep. So uh, that's all I have to say about him unless you got something on it, wife. Nope. So Calibration Stance is our Astral Tech combo buff. It's 654. If your last discarded card is an attack card, deal rotation damage to your target. If your last discarded card is a defend card, heal yourself for rotation. Otherwise, draw a card. That's a Thoughts. lot of text there. I mean, it's kind of uh, logical. If you got an attack, yeah. heal damage. If you got a defend, heal. Otherwise, yeah. you're drawing cards. Yeah. I I think it's decent. I like this card a like, lot. I like it a lot, actually. Well, it immediately deals six and when it comes out. And one thing you're going to hate me for... What? It, the artwork reminds me of Spaceship Earth and Upcot. Sure, it does. It's so yeah, it really does. Okay. I don't know. I like this thing a lot. I mean, yes, it, there's the potential that you're only dealing the six, but the fact that you could be dealing eleven because you're probably setting it up for, you know, like if you have the attack card on top mm -hmm. and it doesn't get removed, you're dealing the eleven unless. You botched something. Um, yeah. That, like, 11 is a lot for a two-cost combo, even though it's a cross-order. Um, or if you're a defend card, healing for 11, like, against an aggro deck, is a yeah. lot. Like, that, that's a lot of healing. Um, the draw card is just your your consolation booby prize, I guess. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, 
and there's enough ways, I think, to, like, deal six and then make sure that you heal five or vice versa. Well, yes and no, because it's going to take up your turn, so you'd have to do some really weird true. shenanigans to make that happen. Um, you're more likely to, you know, do one of the do effects and draw four. a card. Yeah. Um, right now, our only orange-yellow mythic hero is Grand Architect Halvar, which has been already proven to be a solid aggressive deck mm -hmm. so quite clearly you could end up with a bunch of attacks and then say okay well have buff removal or die <laughs> yes like it, and that's how it probably would be because if you can tag them for 11 it's a lot of damage yes it is um so i i like calibration stance a lot yeah i do too so one of your favorites is the next one and that's captain rotbeard Yes. So he is a Poison Superior Dread Hero. 31 health. Deal 1 damage to your target if you play a Creeble card and an Undead card in the same turn. This can only trigger once per turn, as most of these abilities go. He may be a funny pirate, but I don't think he's a very playable hero. I don't think he's a very playable hero, but he's he's still the King Ghost Pig Pirate of my heart. Yes. Yes. Just let it be. Okay. We'll we'll go with that. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Colax the Historian, who is a superior explosives tech hero. Ability, discard the top card of your deck. If the discarded card was a combo, deal five to your target. Otherwise, deal two to your target. This can't be increased by effects. So this is our, probably one of our tech self-discard cards. Mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty decent effect. We've talked about the mill fallacy and how it relates to light seekers. Um, I don't know if there's enough. I want to discard my stuff support for this right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's enough right now, but I think there might be coming down the pike. Plus, and this is going to be big for me because he's a dinosaur. He's adorable. Well, why is he a historian? Then he's destroying knowledge. He's he he's taking it and putting it straight into his book. His discard pile is his book. You know, if you had said that he was taking history and putting it to practical use, that would have been a better way. <laughs> Maybe both. No, I I don't know. I don't know i haven't seen enough cards yet to say that i'm excited and we've mentioned it for all of these cards when these sort of effects yeah. come up that it's like okay well if there's enough support if there's enough support, i haven't I seen enough support yet yeah um i agree with you i do like the artwork on this guy um i can't tell if he's wearing a tie or is that like a i don't know what that is um i think it's like an ascot it looks like he's wearing, like, a coat hanger. No, he's wearing, like, an ascot. Sure it is. Is that, like, a potion on his wrist? I guess it's supposed to be ink. Yeah, it's ink for his quill. I'm going to say it's a health potion instead. No, it's ink for his quill because I... He's clearly a lefty. Why does he have the ink on the left arm? Uh, that makes no sense. Logistically, that makes no sense. He's holding the pen here, and then the ink is here. That makes no sense. Just immersion broken. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> All right. Uh, crystallizer. 
It's a crystal attack card. Three damage. The recipient moves one card from their hand to the bottom of their deck. I actually like this thing. I think it's good. I For a while back, I had tried to build a, uh, a red-blue, a storm mountain disruption-based mm-hmm. deck because that was when we had access to Avalanche. But in reality, it just worked because Avalanche was redonkulous. Um, I think if there's a, again a mass quantity of this sort of effect it's pretty cool because it's okay maybe i'm not doing a ton of damage but i'm constantly pressuring you on multiple fronts both your health as well as your in-hand resources so that that way it's very simple for someone to make a poor choice you know you're you're putting pressure on your opponent to make sure they they have to react appropriately or they're going to lose because of all the disruption i like the effects i don't know if this one's strong enough because it's merely three damage and I don't know if there are enough cards to justify that sort of strategy right now. Yeah. I I don't know if there is yet either. But I think it's possibly good enough. Plus, he looks like somebody you'd find in the never-ending story. He does look like a never-ending story character, I guess. Trying to figure out what's going on with his hands, but we're going to move on from there. So this one I am actually pretty excited about, and that's Death Hunter Adriok. So it's our new, uh, I almost said soul, but it's not soul. It's Nature Dread Dual Hero, Superior Animal, Superior Death, and Plain Old Regular Shadow. When one of your animal buffs expires, store one death card from your discard pile under this card up to a maximum of three. Ability, damage your target equal to the number of stored cards. So, I don't think... I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be challenging to get the buffs to actually expire. Yeah. Uh, But once you do, it's every turn just tag you for three. Yeah. And that's... Three isn't a great amount, as we've talked about. But it's three from an ability, not three from playing a card out of hand. Yeah. I I think he has the potential to be really strong if you can get him to go off appropriately. I, I feel like you're going to have to play into his ability because the element combination is weird. Um, you do get a buff removal because you're going to get Shadow Puppet. You do get some heals, and you, but your heals are going to be like Soul Trader or Soul Thief, as opposed to a heal six. It's also your damage reduction is Bone Wall. Mm-hmm. Now, Bone Wall in this particular case isn't terrible, simply because you do have access to Shadow cards. Like you could play a Shadow buff, but you're not Shadow Superior. So you might run into some weird juggling scenarios, hypothetically. Um, you obviously are going to want to lean significantly heavier into death and animal. So you may just not have a whole lot of shadow cards, period. Mm-hmm. Point being is that bone wall, wall of bones, rather, not bone wall, is not really exciting when it's only preventing two on each corner. Yeah, that's true. So you may not have the time to let your buffs expire and then store cards and then do damage and then finally turn. It, it's a lot of things to come together. It is a lot of things. But if it works, I think it's cool. Yeah, I I feel like I'd rather play uh, Zelana. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I'm not sure. I think it's good yeah. to have options. And I he definitely want to try this guy out. Yeah. He looks like a cross between the Pale Man from pa Pan's Labyrinth and Illidan. I get the Illidan. I don't remember Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. He's the one who had his eyes in his hands. How does he remind you of that guy? I Like, when his hands are down, he like, it's the same type of teeth and the no-eyes things. I guess? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. So does this guy hunt death? I I think. I mean, I, I get what the, the name is supposed to imply, but I don't know. I yes. just like the, the funny funny plays on words where it's like, yeah, is this guy hunting death? So is he actually a doctor? Are you a doctor? I I'm I'm judging by no by that big like cleaver in his hand. He could but... be a surgeon. How about that, wife? Did you think about that one? How how is a surgeon requires like small delicate cuts? What is he? What is he a surgeon of? Okay, let you the history. I have to explain this to the history person about the history right. of medicine. Like let's, I don't, let's go back a let's few not hundred talk years. About a few hundred years ago, because <laughs> that is enough to turn me off any type of food. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll move on from there. And ladies and gentlemen. We finally made it through the marathon. By the time this goes up, there's going to be like a thousand more cards to yes, go through. Uh, we appreciate anybody who's made it this far. If you had to break this up, I don't blame you. We did. Yes. And we were, yeah. we were doing it. Um, it was definitely fun to go through this many cards, but we're going to make an effort to try and get the next one out sooner. Just so we don't have yes. a thousand to go through again. Hopefully real life allows for that to happen. Yeah, definitely a shout out to all of the people who did reveals. So Bova, Filthy Phil, uh, Joshua, Razor Greshu. Uh, appreciate you guys doing all that stuff. We definitely look forward for more of them. I was looking at some of the ones from today as in the ones when this is being recorded that we didn't go over. And we got a lot more work to do, wife. Yes, we do. I'm excited. Yep, it is, the set is looking fun. Yes, there are some that we weren't so enthused about, but there are definitely ones that were like, yeah, okay, gotta give me them cards. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And it's Grab coming hands. soon. Uh, yes, very, very soon. All that new and exciting news. Uh, some of it's some interesting news, we'll call it. Uh, because yes. As we started out with, I legitimately don't know how to interpret some of these. But uh, it, the future for Lightseekers to me... I'm excited about it for me personally. Um, I obviously can't speak for everyone else, but I'm looking forward to the things that I'm seeing out of Lightseekers. Um, mm -hmm. No, nothing's perfect. Yes, we could all make the complaint about, yes, we were supposed to have this set well, two months ago, but it happens. We're going to live late. in the now. Yeah, so we, there's nothing that can really be done about that. It's just what can we do moving forward? What about you, wife? Are you you're excited about this? Outlook's looking I'm, bright. I am super excited about this. I'm uh, going to attempt to be there the day we get it in the app and start making stuff right away. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to try and stream through the app. Uh, I'm very excited about the draft mode because I think my game plan is going to be dive in there and then... Try and grind up, assuming that this is possible, grind up resources to open up a whole bunch of Uprising packs in the app and then try out all this wacky stuff. Because there's yeah. there's a lot of fun things, I think, that are there. And 
not necessarily all of them are immediately obvious or that the idea is obvious and then it's the iteration trying to get to, okay, well, this build is actually functional. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, with that, I think we're going to close up. We have like a gazillion hours of editing to do. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And tune in next time for more Random Thoughts. Thank you.